Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Gladiator. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. They said you were a giant. I shall cheer for you. At my signal, unleash hell. Am I not merciful? What we do in life echoes in eternity. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? I didn't know he was gonna make it this week. Woo! We cutting it close. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had some technical issues uh, this morning, but it is what it is. You don't need all the hell that backstory. But we are here. We're here to do a two thousands Gladiator. Uh, myself and Shahid, one of Shahid, me and Shahid's favorite movie. I know it's one of them. That was in my top ten. And I forgot who had tweeted. It was like, I wonder if it still holds up. And I was like, absolutely, it still holds up. That's a fair question to ask. The movie came out 21 years ago. So. Yeah. And I was and, worried when I saw that question. I was like, yeah, it's been a while. And I mean, it holds up better than, say, something like 300. Oh, God, yes. So, um, no, this is my brother's favorite movie this is one of my favorites but it's weird because it's a movie it's one of my favorite movies that always leaves me sad when I watch it as it should and it I don't know like re-watching it for the show it just hit me on a different level because it just kind of like (laughs) people are trash I know and I just it That's why I even had me think about what's going on now. It's like people are tr- this man just wanted to chill and they want, wouldn't let him. He wanted to go home. Home. Like, yo, I killed for you. I didn't, yo, yeah, I'm done. I'm just tired, boss. Nah. <laughs> Do this one more thing for me. You're too good at your job for us to let you go home. We need you. Everybody needs you. And it's kind of like. That's the disadvantage of being a good person is that you're at the whims of people who will kind of basically prey on that good nature. We need you. You're a good person. I know I can count on you. So help us. And it's like sometimes you don't feel like it. Yep. But the, the consequence in the jail being a good person, like you always have to feel like, you know, Captain America doesn't get to be an asshole. Not even once, because the moment he is, it's like, I thought you were better than that cap. Why are you wearing that? You, I thought you were a good man. A good man wouldn't do all this. And it's like you're in a jail. And too many times we do things out of fear of being judged if we don't do them, not because we want to do it or because it's responsibility or guilt or any other thing we try to put in. And that's what this movie's about. It's like Maximus is kind of he did it. Like you said, he did his thing. He's ready to go home. Maximus, we need you to save Rome. I'm Spaniard. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, why? Like, why? I'm, I'm done. Let me go. 
And it's kind of like, I need you to do it because I don't trust anybody else around to do it, not even my own son, with good reason. And the rest of it's kind of like, it just, ugh. but yeah, we're delving too deep. That's why I kind of like, I kind of feel, I always feel bad for Maximus in this movie. But the reason I feel bad is because it's done so well, because like Russell Crowe's a G. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's just jump into that. Like, you know, Russell, like we we looked at some of the IMDb's, we see some of the comments and it's like <laughs> he knows the whole thing is Russell Crowe knows how good he is. But he yes. has a self-awareness about him that's kind of. It's kind of like you look at like that, you know, he's the type of I can hang out with the bar and I can get the women type thing. Like, you know, the sensitive brawler. Mel Gibson was that, but he was more not as sensitive. It was more like a hard edge about him, but he still had like that wounded, you know, brawler type thing, the romantic there. And then after him, we basically got Hugh Jackman. Who's more romantic than like he's still the whole tough guy, but the more romance thing leans toward that way. We haven't really had a Russell Crowe since Russell Crowe. The clo- and the closest we had is Gerard Butler, and he ain't nowhere close. And that's no offense to Gerard Butler, because Gerard Butler is awesome too. It was like Russell Crowe was was the man, and he had a he had a that man had a run. Yeah, um, he his catalog is uh not to be slept on. I mean, if you just look at his filmography and like awards thing, like it's basically starting from this, um, like basically like starting from like 99 and I'm just going like run it through insider gets nominated gladiator proof of life, beautiful mind, master commander, Cinderella man, a good year, three tender Yuma, American gangster body of lies, you know, so basically from like 99 to what? 2014. I mean, because even 2014, he was doing Noah, 2013, Pops and Man is Steel, to, you know, and we can't talk about the show that surprisingly one of our most popular man with the Iron Fist happened in 2012. <laughs> like Russell Crowe had a, a run, you know, like basically a main rent run for like seven, eight years, and then still doing stuff. Like, even now, he's still doing stuff. He was um, Rupert Murdoch in, like, a, I think it was a Showtime um, series, like a limited series. Like, Russell Crowe just possessed this thing where it's like, he's a grown-ass man, but he had a heart. Like, you can see him fighting, but you can see him, like, you know, being sensitive. And it's a balance to be had, and it didn't, it didn't come off as fake. I would agree with that. Um, this is like you said, Russell Crowe is one of those. He's a G. He's one of those dudes that during that time, I would always go watch his movie. If I didn't go watch it, I would, you know, I would get it when it was on DVD or whenever it came. I was always checking for his movies. He's yeah, he's that type of like, you know, uncle movies. Yeah. You know, you just watch it on a TNT. He's those type like, you know, Denzel's like that, too. Like, like we talked about before, how many it's amazing how many old people like the Equalizer. It's like seeing, you know, Denzel just beat up people or the same thing. Like um, Liam Neeson made a whole career out of that. Like, it's cool for young people. Old people like that, too. Seeing old people like show these young bastards, you know, how life's supposed to work. Setting us not, you know, keep us in our place. Also, 
and I know you brought it up, and I didn't realize how much it affected me. Oh, I even I see Joaquin Phoenix now, I don't like him, and it's <laughs> and it started because of this movie. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Everything about him. There's nothing to like about him in this movie. Not one thing. And I think it just carried over to every time I just see his face. And it's not him. I, that just makes him, he's a great actor. But all I think is commonness. I'm just like, oh, God. You know what's funny? He's a horrible character in this movie. And you still, and it's still understandable. And that's on, like, it takes talent to be that, to be a monster and still be like, I can't stand it, but I get it. Like, I get why he is the way he is. It just makes you hate him more because it's like, he is. Oh, come down, brother. I, Won't you come I, hug me? <laughs> I cannot think of, like, boy, it says a lot. Um, Jack Gleason from Game of Thrones, who played um, Joffrey Bar- played Joffrey Baratheon, said he got his motivation about how to play that role from Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. Yeah. Like basically people took a template how to be a bastard. Be this. And they basically like same thing, Oscar Isaac and Robert Hood. Same thing. It's kind of like, you know, how we talked about um Alan Rickman's in the template, the suave villain and die hard. Mm-hmm. Why Phoenix is like a this be a monster. A whining, you know, this a whining, not even a threatening one, a whining one. Did you hug me? I would put you to guts if only you would hug me. <laughs> Just felt the power of the sun. Like, because all he wanted was love, and he was just around a situation where the people important to him all chose Maximus. All his dad, his sure. sister is like, ugh. So even his, even his homies, even the people he bribed, they like they, and then probably just dug at him like you know, and you kind of know when your child and your family look at you a certain way. And it gotta be great, and like when you're, you know, <sighs> and, and hypothetically, like if you're a child and it's like, well, you know, you ain't really my favorite. Somebody else is, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm the less favorite brother. Imagine if it's not even a blood relative, and they treat Max like, you know, when Marcus really says, you know, the Max was, you're the son that I should have had. I bet you, Commodus knows that too. Oh yeah, he knows it. Um, when he comes to the war when he finds oh his brother my lady did I miss the battle and he kind of looks at him he's like oh, Maximus won and there's many one he kind of like give him the stink eye like fuck you Maximus yeah. and it's it's funny because it's a whole story that happened they kind of talk about but don't like that's the beauty of us, this movie it's a these people are grown ups when this whole thing start like they have lived life Maximus is probably what late 30s mm-hmm. early, early 40s like they don't save us kind of like he's been around because like they had a whole ass life everybody kind of knew each other you hear like hints of there kind of like you know him and lucilla had a thing and then it was broken up they both get married to other people but that whole thing is still there you know her comment like you know my father favors you it wasn't always like that like something happened like you know like people were people weren't as cool as they are now and it's kind of like hinted about it, talked about it, but they don't really like beat you over the head with it. And that's one thing I like about it. It's like it's a whole history that happens before you get to the movie that kind of influences the movie itself. And, you know, Connie Nielsen, who I like to call her grown up Diane Kruger. Because she like it's funny watching this in Troy, 
because the difference is the main characters in this movie feel more adult. Like they're older. Like in Troy, it was like Achilles and Hector and all of them. They felt like young adult, even though it's like Brad Pitt a grown ass man, Eric Bond a grown ass man, but it felt like more like, you know, young adult. Yeah. And Orlando Bloom came off like a teenager. This is like, we're about to get our 401k. Like we grown. We we've done a lot. I got kids. I've done all this. I'm I'm past all that. And how many movies Diamond Hansu been in? Cause he's in everything. Like Shit, I'm hitting That's joke. a good question. You can't watch a movie. Like <laughs> if you watch movies, you'll see a movie with him in it. <laughs> he just pop up. Even though t- sometimes TV shows, I'm like. What? <laughs> this man popped up in two separate DC movies and a Marvel movie, like within the same year. I don't care. He pops that. up in Aquaman, then he pops up in Shazam, and meanwhile he was in Guardians. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah he was in Guardians. Guardians he, was all, he also popped on Captain Marvel. He just pops up in things. Oh, you got a Robin Hood movie? He'll be in it. Fast and Furious movie? He's in it. Man, like, I ain't gonna say no to a check. I like that. He just pops up like this man has been nominated for a Academy Award twice. And he'll just pop up. Oh, is that Chicago? You know, is that Chicago PD guest star? Like if I turn on SVU, I would be surprised <laughs> if this popped up on this a random episode. Like this man just works. And he always has that energy, like, you know, the wise. Like he either plays, you know, the wise black man with the African energy. The guy's on your path, like we kind of roll our eyes at that role, but we we allow that play that role, or the angry dictator, yeah. which he has also he has also done. It's kind of like he knows his role, and he can class it up, he can get it down. But it's like you know, this man that people forget if you're a certain age range, he's with Kamora Lee Simmons for a while, had a child. Mm-hmm. And she she don't seem the type to like you know be with a cornball with her ghetto self. <laughs> yeah, I remember like it's you know jokes aside, if you saw Kamora Lee Simmons and you never knew how she presented herself, you would think one thing. But then if you heard her talk and how she carries herself, it's like oh, the cover don't match the book. I'm like you're right. That's why you don't judge a book by its cover. But and. I like how you played the music in the intro. If you watch college football, you've heard the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially, I think, right when it came out on DVD, it was like every Saturday you heard something from Gladiator. You hear it now. Like, if you watch a Big Ten game, somebody get a yeah. first down, I watch Michigan game, you will hear that. Like, this soundtrack is one of the most popular, sound, uh, best-selling soundtracks of all time. I use this soundtrack to work out on. Like, Han, like I say, with Hans Zimmer getting his bag, he gets in his bag. And he won an Oscar for it. I, I mean, I don't know if an Oscar or Grant, probably both, as he should. Like, this movie just just gets you just, just railed up. Like, I'm I'm ready to lift some. I'm ready to run with a damn spear. <laughs> and it works because basically the same thing. It's Russell Crowe just spitting bars for two 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 and a half hours. And everybody, like, you know, trying to tell him what to do. That's all it is. And it works. You know, it's practical effects. Like, the, you know, the fight they have in Germany. They was like, oh, you about to burn this forest down? How about I do it and we film it? 
Yeah. So that whole thing, they really burnt it down. Good Lord. Hey, um, here's the thing. We've been talking about the movie. We haven't talked about the director. Really, Scott is when he's on, he's on. That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's the best way to say. It. And when he's on, he's like top of his craft. Now, when he's not on, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get what you get. Um, if anyone who's seen some of their later Alien movies, it's like one thing about his movie: his movies never look ugly. Ah, that's true. I've never seen an ugly movie. Like Ridley Scott, you know, his movies never look ugly. He's very cutting edge when it comes to tech. Like you wouldn't think an old man from Great Britain like cutting edge technology and types that type of thing. He is. It's the man that brought Alien. The man that brought Blade Runner. Like this man knows how to make things look good. And one thing about the, these move, this movie, a lot of stuff is practical. We're gonna make the we're gonna make the costumes. We're gonna make the uniforms. We're gonna try to film, you know, on on location. And to the point where it caused issues, like after four or five months, it's like oh, I'm tired. As Russell Crowe went through the ringer, man was breaking tendons, tearing like tearing tendons, breaking bones. All of that. And I don't know if you know, like Oliver Reed, the guy who plays Proximo, died before the movie was finished. Yeah. So they had to change the script and like change stuff around. Like if you watch the scene where he died, you can tell it's like, okay, they did some little fancy stuff going on. Cause the scene, they take a scene from an older movie and plug it into the end, and all you see is like a body double. And they said they use like body doubles on CGI to make, you know, to make it work. And that's what you kind of had, because it's like, well, you want to refilm it? You want to switch somebody out? They're like, hell no. I'm tired. Like, I'm going. Russell, I'm going home, mate. Like, I've been here 19 weeks. I am done. And it's it's just funny, like, the changes where something like that, how difficult it might have been. And now, now you got Marvel movies. They bring in, you know, wait a second. They 1995 Samuel Jackson running down the street in Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, they bring back people that are dead, and it's kind of like it still feels weird, but it's just amazing how technology has moved so far. But at the same time, it just highlights how practical effects always age better because it's because you see it. CGI is like you know what might look cutting edge in. 1995 will look laughable now, but it is what it is. Like you know, you played you played Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, you remember how it looked when it came out, <laughs> and you see how it looked now. It's like yeah, that's just how technology moves. So yes, it's a it's an awesome movie, and we're gonna be talking about the extended version because we both watched it. Uh, I bullied Jeff and I bullied Jeff into watching it. I got some, some shocking news to tell you about that, but let me guess—you didn't watch it, did you? I watched it. I fell asleep last night. I know where I fell asleep at, and then I played it again. But I think I played the theatrical version. That's fine. It's only—it's only a few scenes that's different because the movie's already two, like two hours and thirty minutes. The last thing I remember on the extended scene is uh, Commodus being upset, swinging a sword at a statue of his dad's face. Okay, yeah. So they only. <laughs> yeah so after that I think it's only one more change yeah yeah the extended you know like Ridley Scott says himself like the extended version mm-hmm. is not the director's cut 
director's cut is what we saw in the movies. He just thought that like, this is scenes we took out. You might like, and it adds context to the movie. It spell out certain things. It's not necessary, but it helps. It doesn't necessarily hurt, but like it makes a long movie longer. Yeah, like, like this movie is already long, and it and the whole thing about it. It's not a bad movie by length time, but it you feel it. Like it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, but you know what? I I, I didn't feel it. I don't I didn't feel it like I guess because this is my first time watching the extended version um this week. So I didn't know anything. You know, I just never watched it. So it was interesting for me to see the scenes, you know, the scenes that may have lasted a little bit longer than the theatrical. But it was it was it's I mean, more it wasn't that, it's more they added stuff. Like, I can see know, um like stuff when in they there. the whole I'm you know Christians getting fed the lions. Hmm. I can see why they took that out. <laughs> yeah. Boy, imagine seeing that at the what? what? Like, yeah. <laughs> so synopsis of the movie. You know Ma- Maximus, you know, world, you know, Rome's fame, Rome's famous and best general. Is tasked to turn Rome back into a republic thanks to the dying wish of his emperor, Marcus Aurelius. He ended up betrayed when Marcus Aurelius' son says, to hell with that. I want to be in control. Eventually becomes a slave after his family is murdered and becomes a gladiator and works his way back up to gain revenge on everyone who wronged him. I'm Marcus Aurelius, you son of a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, the general who became a slave, the slave who became a gladiator, the gladiator who defied the emperor. Uh, before we and, jump into that movie, you know what? The first time I I watched this, I had a hard time wrapping my mind around that, but I had to really think about the time and place and where it was. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me <laughs> this man who pretty much is famous just gonna be a slave? Like y'all don't know his name? His name. Thing. Famous to who? Ah, uh, and that's what it, that's when I got you know saw more and more. I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand. Let me use an example. The remember the issue the United States had with Iran when, when they assassinated an Iranian general that was like second in charge mm-hmm. like last year. That was a yeah. big deal. And how much is big over there? The average person would have no idea who that person was. Like if you lived in Singapore, you know who Mike Pence is. <laughs> but I mean, okay. you know Donald. You know Donald Trump because he's the president. Would you know who? Like, you know, would you? Let me ask you a question. I'm like, how many people know who's like the president of Italy is? Like, who's running Italy right now? And knowledge is way more accessible now than it was then. But if you're not in that circle, you would have no reason to know. Like, yeah, Maximus is a big deal to Rome and Romans in Rome, but. Out in you know northern Africa, uh, the deserta, Spaniard, grab him. That's all they see. That's they see a tattoo. They know he's in the military, and that's all they know. It wasn't like his picture was on you know posters. He wasn't that famous. But it's like Mark, okay. Marcus Aurelius right. is famous right. enough that like, okay, he's the emperor. But because even even once once is known that okay I'm Maxima even Proxima you know even um uh shit Proxima was like oh shit yeah all right Spaniard whatever you know he was kind of like treating them different 
I mean, because it's like here, okay, I'm I'm the the main general of Rome. Yeah. Like if you saw some dude laying around, like, oh, this is some big dude, his hairline all you know, kind of jacked up and like call himself whatever. And then you find out, oh shit, it's LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, it was just like I got it though, because I mean, even still, just the respect that he got <laughs> from the other slaves was like, oh no, nah, these are my men. Like, fuck all that other shit y'all talking. So not only that, and earned it. And one thing before we jump in the movie that like one, this movie set off the whole sword and sandals things, because after this we got a whole bunch of movies like this for like 15 years. Good lord. Copy and, and paste. I mean, it wasn't copy paste, it's kind of like this worked. Let's keep it, you know, Hollywood. This works. Yeah, I mean, it worked, but I don't think I don't think certain things hit the pinnacle of, of this. You know, none of them. I mean, yeah. none of them. Did. Yeah, that's the thing about it. It's like even when Ridley Scott tried again, he tried twice. I can do he it. Tried with Robin Hood, <laughs> brought back Russell Crowe, and then he did Exodus. He did the um, Moses one. See, my problem with the whole uh, bring him back, Russell Crowe. They want to, you know, he's Maximus. Would you guess? Get somebody. I mean, but it's like it's okay. I is Russell Crowe really Scott? It's like Russell Crowe did this, did Cinderella Man, did a beautiful mind. Like Russell Crowe was hot, and it's like okay, you got Russell Crowe, you know it's Maximus, and it's also Russell Crowe, and it's Robin Hood. I, I I'm just not a big fan of the Robin Hood movies or anything. So because it's all because it's been done so many times, and it's like. If you ask people that over under the age of 80, most people probably say the, the best one is Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> and I think I would too. And because it's kind of like, you know, that one's like funny and it's like, that's like it's enjoy, enjoying themselves. The one with Kevin Costner, it got this good, it has good parts. I don't think it's a good movie. You know, it's just. It had a mean I soundtrack. Mean, here's the thing those movies need British sensibilities. And Kevin Costner and Christian Slater is like, eh, whatever. Like it, is, like it is what it is. Um, didn't we just? Yeah, and we, then the one the, with Jamie Foxx in it. Those contraptions they had just didn't seem. They seemed like they were like from two thousand. <laughs> it's like people try to do steampunk and stuff, but it's like it's it's hard to put you know strike you know lightning doesn't strike in the same spot twice. And they kept trying to do it like we had Troy, we had Alexander, we had 300, we had Kingdom of Heaven. It's like we had a whole bunch of different ones, but it's like eh. I think 300 reached reached that pinnacle, but over no. time it just no, it died out in the hood. No, three, okay, Gladiator won the Oscar for best for best act, for right? Best I'm speaking. I'm speaking just generally hood, like how we accepted the three hundred. No, three hundred got that whole three hundred with that whole oh this shit hype like Killer Instinct. That's <laughs> hype. It's hype. You take a step back. That's what three hundred was when you first watch it. Oh, slow mo. The colors are awesome. Gerard Butler's awesome. And then if it's like the same thing, if you're a teenager, it, you know what three hundred is? ECW. Ooh. If you catch it at the right time at the right age, it's like this is the best thing I ever saw. Then you grow up, and then as you rewatch it, yeah, with, it don't have the same sure eyes and more experience. Like, what in the world is, huh? Why they got, why they got hooves? <laughs> it almost seems like it's blackface. Like, why they got the guy? All you see is his eyes and everything. Why the brown people look devilish? Mm-hmm. You know, why they? Yeah, why? Yeah, you had a whole bunch of questions. Like, eh, I don't know. So. I never feel that feel about that with Gladiator. 
because like it is what it is and it's like the movie has not changed even when you get older it's kind of like you know you know the way the movie's done is not the type of thing like oh you got older i don't know about this is like it kind of tells you exactly what it is So, well, I know, but trust me, I heard the hood thing. My brother scoffed at that too. Tomorrow, people try to tell me three hundred like Gladiator. I'm nah. He he called it from when it came out. I remember that. Oh, he was like, I'm I'm not trying to put him on the same scale as far no. as you know production. Nothing, nothing like that. I'm just saying. But as far I get your sentiment because yeah. I heard that too, and I I remember that's why I laughed. I remember him saying like I heard people try to tell me three hundred was hot like Gladiator, and he he was not having it. <laughs> Even back then, he didn't need high side either. He's like, nah, it's all right. Ain't no gladiator. So that ain't hit different. Mm-hmm. So a movie starts breaking down the Roman Empire, you know, at its like at its peak control, basically from Af- you know, northern Africa to Britain. And things stand out about one, how much of how large that is, but two. It just shows you how much, you know, how big like Alexander and Genghis Khan was. Because mm-hmm. they like Genghis, you know, they had super empires, but it's like it's different because Genghis Khan not white. <laughs> so we kind of like not talk about that too much. And, you know, even though we had John Wayne try to play him, we won't go on. No, I, <laughs> no, he did play him. We won't yeah. even go on in that. But it's kind of like, you know, Rome basically was running things. And this is like the end of a war with the Germans after 12 years. You know, Marcus really is ready to retire. And you just see this totally, you know, starts off with the awesome soundtrack. See Russell Crowe touching the wheat. I can't wait to go home with my crops. Olives in the north. Strawberries in the south. Just, I'm ready to go home. And he's there. Everybody armed. Germania got him meeting the troops. And this is how you show kind of like, you know, why he loved looking everybody in the eye, checking on people, just, you know, kind of like I'm a man of the people. I fight I fight with my troops. That's why they love me. Mm-hmm. And oh, you can tell that I always laugh at the energy difference between him and Quintus and him and the other guy, Valerius. Because him and Quintus, like old boys, like, you know, they like chilling like the homies. Him, him and Valerius. You know what the com- comparison is? What's that? Him and Quintus is like Nas and AZ. Valerius is the curly head shorter dude. Him and Valerius is like Nas and Jay-Z. Like, oh, we just work together. <laughs> so basically they're waiting for the message to come back. They send an envoy for peace. He's like, you hear anything? No. Nope. Been two hours. When they fight, we'll find out. And Quinn's like, you know, move those catapults. Stay out of range. Range is good. But the danger star, man, is acceptable. Agreed. You're like, all right. Sorry. He kind of, kind of looking at him like I ain't gonna say no to general like Russell Crowe like it's, it's alright. So, message comes back, no head. I always, I shouldn't laugh at this scene. I always do because imagine you just see a body on a horse with no head. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd be laughing. I think I'd be frightened more than anything. <laughs> I laugh when I watch it because it's just so absurd. Like they say, no. Okay, Maximus all calm. Like I, I guess we fighting. Quintus, like people should know when they conquered. Would you, Quintus? Would I? And then they set the plan. So Maximus is gonna take his horsemen and come and flank him from the side while Quintus is by. And let's 
be real. This ain't no one. This is a blowout. <laughs> yeah, it's a four zero. So like basically, it's kind of like yeah, this is the final game. We about to you know we about to wrap it up and win by forty five. And because it's like why don't fight fighting fair dumb because it's like the the German tribe out there with their little bow and arrows and they shitty ass shields. Wrong yeah. got catapults, <laughs> arrows as big as people bodies. It's like it's. Yeah. Anyway, they want too bright too. I'm like, hey, y'all ain't watching your back. Nah, we just gonna go full speed ahead, baby. They want to get the chin out, bro. They all out there with bear rugs on them. Like, yeah, we gonna we gonna go out like G's. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go out because you see how Quinn is calling like man of catapults, archers in the rear. That's ready and way out on the side. Marcus Aurelius there with the Praetorian guard just chilling, looking like Phil Jackson. Like, yes, Michael about to get ring number six for me. Maximus <laughs> always come through in the clutch. <clears throat> That's how you know they're not really worried about because the emperor would not be there in no battlefield if he was really worried about being any type of danger because he ain't dumb. So Maximus go on the whole lines, you know, stay with me, hold the line. You know, if you feel wind on your face and the sun beneath your back, don't worry. Key and Elysium, you're already dead. <laughs> and they laugh. <laughs> we doing remember what we do in life echoes in eternity. Like one thing, and Russell Crowe has says like a lot of his stuff was ad libbed, except for the stuff where he felt like he couldn't do better because he said the script was trash. But I'm the greatest act in the world, and I can make it work. Hey man, hey, I <laughs> it's a lot there. I, I I cannot fault him at this time. If, hey, if he had a vision, it is what it is. One of the visions that he had that they did not let him do, and I'm prop I'm glad, although been funny, is since he's a Spaniard, he wanted to talk like Antonio Banderas. Good lord. And really Scott was like, nah, nah you're going too far. Because Antonio Banderas was you know, in the running to be Maximus. I mean, it would have played off better with the name of Spaniard and being from Spain, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's not present day Spain uh, where they was, but it's kind of like that's how our mind works. It's like, oh, you hear Spaniard, and you think of the Spanish person. It's like he don't look like Javier Bardem. <laughs> <laughs> he don't look like Antonio Banderas. But I'm like, we had Antonio Banderas playing out Mexican, and we didn't know any better to like eight years later. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, they're going to come from the side after the whole thing. So Quintus just had him launching catapults. And you like, you got you got a bare head on you. And then a flower pot full of hot oil just come set your ass on fire. I'm going home. Out of there. I'm not chanting. I'm not looking at the old big man in the front like he going to do something. He thought. Like, no. Luke likes, sorry, like, sorry, German Luke Harper. Like, this is not your night. These <laughs> 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 so, super arrows, they, you know, they're using the cat, catapults starting, you know, they're about to get ready to march. And meanwhile, Maximus come from the side with his dog and his horses. And then Germans shoot the arrows, do nothing, going right out here. Like, all right, we shot out one shot after half was died. Let's go ahead and do something. And meanwhile, the music 
when you see Maximus and his horse, the music start blaring. I wish you had that music part come out because that soundtrack during this battle is just awesome. And it's the music normally like if you like we said before, you watch college football, you've heard the soundtrack. And then imagine you about to go ahead, square one to one, and then you see a dog jump out the fire here. Roma Victor! You just see Maximus and like a hundred people on horses coming from behind you. It's a wrap. So, yeah. so Max, you see a whole bunch of people get slaughtered. Maximus falls on his horse, almost gets killed himself. And that's different. It was like, you know, General's fault too. It wasn't like I'm this old, at least Maximus fault. Like, I'm just going to wait in the side. Like, Braveheart's like, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> that was a whole thing about, you know, Braveheart and the Patriot They're killing officers. We're just here to watch. It's like, no, fuck all that. Maximus almost dies. You know, gets the win off. Almost stabs Quintus by accident, then smiling at him. The bar the main barbarian gets stabbed three times. He dies. You see a whole bunch of bloodshed. Eventually the war is over. Eventually the battle's over. Roma Victor. Everybody chanting for Maximus. And Marcus Aurelius is sitting here looking like the oldest man in the world. Richard <laughs> Harris. Dumbledore, the original Dumbledore from Harry Potter, character, you know, legendary character actor. His son, Jared Harris, also a great actor himself. And he's just sitting there like, now I can die. And meanwhile. Good Lord. Yeah, meanwhile. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. Oh, punk ass calmness. Flirting with his sister. His sister was Lucilla. You think he's dying? And this is the type, and Lucilla seems like the type that's been hearing this for her whole life. He's been dying for ten years. If he really wouldn't die, he wouldn't come. Commodus, you've been scheming for a week. Shut up! Like I'm getting a headache. He's made. He wouldn't have had to send us. He will name me. You know, the first thing I'll do. He don't say like basically when he die. I'm gonna celebrate games, and it's not like yeah, I can't wait for my day to die so we can get turned up. What is wrong with him? A lot. <laughs> like, a like lot. you got no homies. The bed chilling. He ain't so got I'm no homies. My dad to die. He is. Oh my goodness. <sighs> he ain't got no homies. None. No so, OGs. No nothing. He got one. One oh. of the, the senator Falco. Oh that's yeah, that's it. That's and it. He ain't shit neither. But that's it. He ain't got nobody like yo, young blood. You can't move like this. Yeah, you fucking your sister. What's wrong with you? You trying to fuck your sister? What? Mm-hmm. So, to okay. So the one the funny thing about this movie is like it's based on history, but they kind of fascinating because comments in real life wasn't trying to mess with Lucilla. He might have been flirting with other sisters. He was actually loved by the people till he kept wilding out. He actually used to fight in gladiator battles. He also like, you know, fought animals and stuff like that. He got he got murdered in a bathhouse by a wrestler. That seems about right. Yeah. Um, Marcus Aurelius is based on like four or five different people. I mean, not I mean Maximus is based on like four or five different people. Marcus Aurelius is a real person. Spoiler alert. The Republic didn't, you know, Rome didn't, didn't become a Republic when he died. So that was his goal. But anyway, they get there. And you can tell they ain't like because he get there. <laughs> and they look at him like, oh, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> My horse. 
Where's my father? He's in the front lot. So I've been gone for 19 days. Ooh, they're still coming in. My horse getting kissed, and she blow off the kiss. And I'll say this: he had some. Thomas had some nice fits. Oh, the fits were dope. I, I, that, fits, he was dope. probably the best dressed person in the movie. Fits was dope, like all of them. This right here, the um, black one that he rocked when he in the Coliseum, the white one at the end. But it's like, yeah, that's the only thing he had was dope fits. So meanwhile. Marcus really comes out there. Rome's greatest general. Well, Tom is, you know, there's no one left, you know, hopefully have peace for the last time. There's no one left to fight, side. There's always someone left to fight. How can I reward Rome's greatest general? You cool. thinking money, like, I just want to go home. Because it's, you know, that's all he want to do. Go, go home. home. And they all chanting and cheering. And it's like they honor you, Caesar. No, it's for you, Maximus. They honor, honor you. you. As soon as he start getting chair, Commodus punk ass see all that. Like, nah. And he start riding hard too. Did I miss it, Father? Did I miss the battle? He look at you him missed like the, you missed the war. <laughs> Have I missed the battle? What you think? You been riding with your sister, chilling. Yeah, you missed it. You know you missed the battle, punk everybody, ass. Everybody here chanting his name, relaxing. Here's you go. Oh, the party over. <laughs> I was looking for my valet ticket. And his dad does not have like, father, sacrifice a hundred bulls for your victory. What? What the bulls did you say to bulls? Oh, the Maximus, he won the battle. You know, Brother. Highness. You could oh, you talk about you know how people say I know when she he don't like nobody be carrying himself a certain way. Yeah, yeah. watch this scene right here. This is how you get it because Maximus is not fucking with Countess at all, Highness. Oh, it's been too long. Rome salutes you, and I brace as a brother, Highness. That's all he gives him. One word, like he don't want to say nothing. Right, I'll like, right. you. Right would be father. I think it's time for me to go. Getting on the horse, Shaw struggling. Maximus help him, and then uh, Marcus had to kind of look like so much for the glory of Rome. Like he know this whole thing is like he know how this look, and it's like it's nonsense. And boy, Com is looking at this like he hurt. He he chose this stranger over his son. So, in the extended version. The next scene is Maximus going around checking people that's wounded, and it's like, ooh, people got arms chopped off, a foot chopped off, they crying on like war is hell. Oh yeah, and they let you. Yeah, that that's one thing I did notice too. Like they were showing you, like yeah, it ain't. And fun. it's not like here, like yeah, antibody, you get your foot chopped off, but you, it's a wrap. You might you might die from like a, a paper cut back then. No penicillin, nothing like that. They rub a herb on it. <laughs> Hope for the best. What you gonna do with your foot chopped off? You gonna be peg legging it? No, we don't get a splinter up your ass. Like it's and he just seeing all his men just wounded. So that's how it go. And he just looking. So nighttime, everybody out there partying. He washes his hands off in the, the dirty water with the figs in it. Oh man. Like we all just bathing and washing in this? Good Lord. Mm. At least he had the figs in it. And it's not talking about how the relationship is because you see Quintus, oh, still alive? The gods must love you. The gods have a sense of humor. General, hilarious. Like, damn! 
You don't fuck when with it, nobody. When it's hugs, and he's like, "What's up?" Uh, that scene always cracked me up because it's kind of like he must not be on their level. <coughs> I mean, he's a leader, but it's like him and Quinn is kind of like homies. The other dudes, like you know, like they. I mean, we work together. We kind of talk, and so they basically saying, "Are him and Quentin's, Quentin's homies?" You don't joke around like that if y'all ain't homies. I mean, I'm saying, but come on. Well, you, you know what? I mean, we saw Black Panther. Good Lord. Yeah, okay. All right, I guess. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you saw uh, Koye and T'Challa homies? Yeah, but it is what it is. It's kind of like, you know, Maxwell has seen a type to just be like all buddy buddy with everybody. And Quinn is certainly don't. Like we almost spoiled like we'll get to that part, you know, talking about oh, what you gonna do now? I'm back to brass back to wrong, like home, the harvest, the hearth, Maximus the farmer. And I still have trouble believing they like, you know, dirt washes off a lot easier than blood quintus. So they out here cutting it, and then who is Commodus? Highness. Uh, Max, I was looking for you. Talked about the senators, you know, Gaius and Falco. Gaius is the bald one, Falco is the not bald one. Falco look evil as hell. So they be, <laughs> the whole thing is, you know, be careful for them because they want to bring the Republic back. Republic version senators, you know, have more control. The way it is now is like Emperor run everything. Senate's there, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I'll make the choices. And of course, you know, senators want to bring Republic back so they have more influence. They ask them, well, how you feel? Max was like, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I could, I could, you know, I have the advantage looking at me now, like you know, with an army, you can be political. And yeah, think about this. It's a pop. It's a you have to understand the power dynamics that goes on. You go to Rome, who running stuff? Like if you steal something, who's gonna stop you? You see cops. The people gonna stop you. No, it's gonna be the Praetorian Guard gonna stop you. <clears throat> a small force. It ain't nothing stopping the general from just rolling up like, you know what? I'm running things now. Caesar did that. Julius Caesar did that. Like, it's kind of like, if you got a, if you got more people than the people in the city that can stop you, what's stopping you from doing that? Decide, I'm not going to do it because it's the wrong thing. Yeah, it's the right thing. Like, it's a reason why military coups happen in countries now. Because, like, it ain't nothing stopping a lot of them from doing it beside the fact where, well, I don't know if it'll be successful when I'm done. So, they're looking at Maxim's like, if he want to do something, he can do something. Yeah, Because he's not the general. He above, like, his troops, his troops love him. He's popular. He's like, you know, that's why they all like, yeah, Maximus, hook, hook me up. <laughs> and communists out here talking about, you know, you know, we need you. You know, these senators—they just try to start stuff. They, you know, the power. You make a, you make a command, and they obey. How can I help you, Highness? You know, help me. Nah, I'm going. Your father, when your father let me go, I'm going home. Oh, that's that's nice. You deserve it. But I might call on you soon. So don't get too comfortable. See, we would have stopped right. There. I said, I, uh, "Hey, hey, brother, did you hear what I just said? I'm uh, going to go home. All that yeah, shit you like, talking. You go home." You know, but you come back, right? Because they, because they all on the assumption that you know, Common is gonna be next in charge. Everybody, every, every, yeah, okay. So it's like you know, you know, this whole thing is like Marcus is really is he at kind of like the end of his? They didn't call him up there for nothing. It's basically like you know, 
playing in out succession. And they went on the assumption that Common is going to be in charge. It's like, you know, I call on you. You help me. And it's like, all right. Oh, Lucilla here. Oh, you haven't she seen her about you. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now you're the, you're the great man. You got the glow up. He kind of say that all like, you know, oh, man, you got the glow up. <laughs> like, he, he know how she feel about him. And he know how he feel about her. And it, and just the way this whole thing is just, just, ooh, it got to be something. <laughs> Tom's got here, old thing. My sister, who I want to knock down, still got a crush for you. I know you want, I know you sniffing them draws. You married now, but I know that don't change. Okay. Putting his morals on a, on a Maximus. And meanwhile, Lucilla is watching this, seeing her old boo, Maximus. And dad is, and dad's there watching, you know, if only been born a man, what a Caesar you would have been. She's like, yeah, uh-huh. No, it's like, I would have been who you taught me to been. Like, you'd have been strong. Would you have been just? And it's just funny. If she'd been a man, she'd been in charge. Oh, yeah. Commodus, when he had to think about it. Nah, he ain't gonna be you, buddy. How many times in history has that been a thing where it's like, you know, Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd be running stuff with your woman. Yeah, so nah. Some wild shit. And it's, and people talking about what back and I'm like, America still hasn't had a woman president yet. It's it's the 21st century. It's a lot of countries that haven't had a woman. It's, it's more countries in the Middle East that had women leaders than, than here to put it, put it in perspective. So, and basically, whole, you know, it's like, why are you here? I need you. I need your help with your brother. He's always loved you, and he will need you now. Uh oh, why? You gonna find out? It's like you know. But let's let's talk as father and daughter. And she like, yeah, you can fake it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess they kind of like their whole thing is like they know how things are, and they grown enough to like kind of not BS around. Mm-hmm. So Maximus gets called in, and here come the long speech. Tell me. Why were you here? What we fight for? For, for you, Caesar. No, no, don't call me that. <laughs> Let's just talk like normal men. You know, like basically the whole thing is for 20 years, I've known four years of peace. Four years out of 20. I brought the sword. Nothing more. It's basically the whole thing with this a waste of time. Maximus is like, you know, 5,000 of my men out here freezing. 2,000 are cleaved and bloody. No, 3,000 Cleveland and Blade, 2,000 never go home. I would not want them to think they did all this for nothing. What did they fight for, Maximus? For you and for Rome. What is Rome? Yeah, this whole speech, like, you know, I've seen the world. The world is trash. Rome is the light. And this cracked me up. No, next line, you have never been there. (laughs) Ain't that a bitch? Never been. Never been. But the whole I'm fighting for an ideal that I have never seen. Like you have not seen what's become well, of politics. But that's no different than the other religions or something like that. Like, you know how people are. So he's never seen it, but he believes in it. Yeah. It's just a funny thing. Like Rome ain't that far. It's like a do a, a day, two days? Yeah. Two days. He's, what he ain't had he time. Been there. <laughs> he couldn't put it in his schedule. But I'm like, okay, so when was he hanging out with them back in the day? Hmm. They just chilling somewhere in I Tuscany. Just random place. Let's let's go up to Nigeria. They got some yellow cake. 
So his whole thing is I'm dying and I need to have planned succession. So the whole idea is like Rome is corrupt and he wants to bring the Republic back. Like, you know, give the country back, give Rome back to his people. You know, it's just a whisper. And I want the whisper to grow before it dies out. And then he's like, tell me about your home. And Russell Crowe did this from Adler. He basically described his home and I'll show you like the whole farm. Like, you know, I got olives. It's a small, his home ain't small. I feel like we I see his estate. He's talking about yeah. a, a small, a small little home. Like, yeah, uh-huh. you and I got different definitions of what small is. <laughs> Let that man work. He was working, man. So, you know, describes his food, got grains, you know, his son. He basically like, loves his family. Got a nice wife, got a son, just want to ride the horses, be grow food, everything firm. You know, it's a beautiful home. One we're fighting for. There was one more task I would have for you before you go home. He's like, all right. You know, what you want, Caesar? I want you to be in charge of Rome after I die to pass your powers to the Senate. <laughs> and Maximus like, what? With all my heart, no. Maximus, that's why it must be you. Yeah, Maximus like, no. I, I thought we was going like... I'm walking you home. <laughs> I thought you just want me to hold your hand tonight or some shit like that. You want me to do what? Like, no. What about a prefect, a senator, someone that knows Rose politics? No, you you have not been corrupted by his politics. And communists, <laughs> he already know. He just had to say it. <laughs> and this goes back to what you said. And that's why this movie hits me too. It's just like, Man, being nice is rough, and I'm not. I've never had to do nothing like this. But just being a nice person to people, just knowing, it's, yeah, tr- it's yeah, trash. Yeah, it is garbage, and we all fall into the construct. Like you know, nice. <laughs> if you don't do things for people, you aren't considered nice. And then he so feels nice. Is, nice is very arbitrary, and it's basically something that's labeled on by other people. And it's also a loaded thing. I'm a nice guy. Why don't you have sex with me? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole yeah. incel thing is like people not getting away just because they're nice and kind. Like if you're being kind for things, then are you really nice? Right. Like it's it's such a mess. And it's like what about comments? Communist is not a moral man. You have known this since you were young. Communists cannot rule. He must not rule. It's like damn. And this okay. They know how comments roll, and that's the one mistake Marcus really has made. Is like he know this is going. Comments not going to take this well. He probably didn't realize how badly he's going to take it. But he's like, you know, he will respect your decision. He knows the army's loyal to you. So his whole thing is like he know comments going to try to wild out, but he can only do so much because like whoever got the army, basically like you ain't going to be able to do nothing. I need time, Caesar. Okay, by the end of the night, I hope you come to decision. Damn, I thought, can I get Damn, like, even the Miz got a week. <laughs> I can't get to the morning? <laughs> okay. Now, you know, basically, like, you're the son that I should have had. Max was like, Damn. This is like, now, brace me as my son and bring an old man a blanket. It was cold as a bitch in there. I can tell you that shit. I saw the smoke coming from there, bro. And I'm just, Max thought, I'm just going to have my bed. I'm going to go home, eat some, eat a salad. 
<laughs> eat some olives with my wife and now I gotta do what? I gotta run to Rome? Yeah. And it's like Because I'm good? Yeah, because he I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good man and I and you are a father figure to me and, and it's hard for me to say no, but I'm gonna go home and beat them cheeks. Tired fighting. You know, his wife in that movie really Scott ended up marrying her. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so he knew. He knew a home to go to. So meanwhile, Lucilla's there, like, you know. And you can never read her because she kind of like static man. My father favors you now. It's not always so, my lady. Who's you there for? Oh, to wish me well before I go home. Lying ass. <laughs> I, I always know you lying. You're never good at it. It's like, you know, not like you. Never had the heart for it. It's like, oh, well, you, you know, I got to lie because I'm a woman. You think I'm heartless. I think you have, you know, talent for survival. All right, Maximus, I'm just playing with you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Flirting back and forth, you know. Has it been so long? And it's like, you can tell us a whole bunch of history here. Like, like, like an exodus, kind of like, you know, we will be together under different circumstances. And they talk about life and everything. You know, her husband passed away and they got a she got an eight year old son. He got an eight year old son. And it's a whole bunch of thing where her having a son makes things dangerous because after commas, her son got next next up. Right. Yes. You know, commas and kind of looking at kind of looking sideways and whole thing is like, you know, my brother, you know, will you serve my brother like you serve my father? I've always served Rome. <laughs> yeah. She knew the answer before she even asked that shit. Yeah, but she's the whole thing is she doesn't realize her father's plan. Yeah. Oh, at least the way this movie set up, I don't think she does. So anyway. She gotta have an idea because she know her brother. Come on. But it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if her father and her has had those type of discussions like that. Cause like, I don't know if I'll necessarily have them. Cause it's like, you know, you don't want is finding that out. He might lose his damn mind even more. He already lose it. So before we have his speech, you know, Maximus is there talking to his homie, Tommy Flanagan. Was that chips? <laughs> chips out there. It's like, man, it's funny. Once you see him, you all like, wow. He's been in every damn movie. Yep. Been in movies for 20 years. And I, he's he out whole, of the radar. He had, he had a whole career for his chips. And then, like, it's hard to find find a dude with a scar on his face that wasn't Michael K. Williams. Right. It's Tommy Flanagan. Cicero, how do you handle your duty? And boy, what a perfect line. Sometimes I do what I want to do. The rest of the time, I do what I have to do. Ain't that all of us? Pretty much. Yeah. And the powerful people are the ones who get to do what they want to do more often than what they have to do. Everybody else is like, you know, you get in where you fit in. And it's like, you know, we may not be going home after all. So he's going to say yes. Because it's like, you know, you got a duty. He ain't the type of person to turn, like, he ain't the type of person way to turn away from that duty. <sighs> Boy, the curse of a good but, man. But he, yeah, he jumped... <laughs> When somebody tell you with all their heart, you think they're about to say yes, and he said no, and I'm like, shit, nah, he really don't want to fuck with this. He don't want. To, he want to go home. Yeah, because it's like not only that, not just the go home part. That's a lot of responsibility. Hey, that's a burden. That's a fuck. That's like, a heavy burden. I'm a I'm a soldier. I don't know this politics stuff and people like that. Like, no, they nah. 
somebody else. The same for me, bro. <laughs> he know it's not. He don't. He don't want any parts of that. So anyway, are you ready to do your duty? You will not be emperor. Wow. I'm just imagining. That's how Vince was talking to Kobe right before he lost to Brock Lesnar. No, it's when probably he was talking to Shane ass before he went to China. Oh, you man. would not be what? You know what? I'm gonna leave that. It's too many people make that joke about how he don't really love Shane. I say he I love like, him, but you know he favors. It's Stephanie. it's probably he probably favors Stephanie. It's like father son dynamics can be complicated. Yeah, and the only people who really know are them, mm-hmm. and they, they might not be know. Sometimes you never know how somebody feel about you till other people tell you, because they never like because men are. Come like that emotion. So, like, you know, and which nobler, more wise man will take my spot? I give my powers to Maximus and trust Rollins to be Republican Maximus. You know, if he had a gun right then and then, he would have shot his dad. He wouldn't even have that conversation. Maximus again. <laughs> Always Maximus. <laughs> you sent me a list about the four virtues that make a man as I, you know, I possess none of those things like wisdom, poor, like forgot what the whole thing like. I have talent, ambition, you <laughs> know, bravery, courage, not on the battlefield, but there are more forms of courage. Because mm-hmm, I read your list, I realized I had none of them. And none of my virtues were on your list. It's like you never loved me. <laughs> you being go, a, go too far. <laughs> basically, you being a trash son is my fault. <laughs> I would just stab the eyes of the gods. As I feel your hug, it would feel like the light of a thousand suns if only you would love me. He's like, oh, what have I done? (laughs) It's like, I just wanted a hug. I whispered and tell me that I did the job well. I was like, damn. I guess you really was trash. (laughs) So they, so Bessie's like, you know, they hugging. And he hugs him to death. <laughs> what the music in the background is like, uh. See, his own mistake is like he didn't think, he knew his son wouldn't take it well, but I don't think he would think his son would murder him. Mm-hmm. I guess he, and it's like, desperate people. All he wanted was love. Not the fact that not only he didn't get the job that he thought he was going to get. That Maximus game. <laughs> you know what I always find out funny throughout this movie? That the streets was talking about him on the low. <laughs> uh, would you hug somebody to, <laughs> when they get back to the room? I'm like, oh, shit, they talking about this man in the streets. So, meanwhile, Quintus wakes up Maximus. Maximus, he keep that thing on him. <laughs> oh, so it's like the emperor calls you. It's urgent. And then... That sound effect when they pull the curtain is in his calmness is like, it's like oh shit, let me with you, brother. Our father is dead, and Maximus know exactly what happened because he's looking at calmness and he's looking at he's like uh huh, he know what's up because he know what conversation he had. Mm-hmm. He can imagine like he he is not dumb. He put two and two together with the quickness. How did he die? The surgeon said there was no pain. His breath gave out in his sleep. And Lucilla's there in the background crying because she know too. Yeah, even that, that's what still they know how trash this dude is, and he would do something crazy. Like, only the father know, didn't think he would do that. 
And it's like, <clears throat> the, the emperor requires your loyalty. Take my hand. Only offered once. Quintus. <laughs> and oh, but before that, when he see the body and he's like, father. And Calmness here, that's like one more dagger in the heart. It's like, yeah, Max did not realize just how much his existence just vexed Commodus. This vexes me very much. Basically. <laughs> and then it's like you tell Cicero, you know, I, you know, I need to talk to the senators. Wait, guys and Falco, get my sword. Maximus, that wasn't prudent. Prudent? Deborah has been slain. He died in his sleep. Quintus know Quintus know what happened too. It was like I got my koi mode. Like I got to do what's good for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Max found out Quintus, why are you all? <laughs> the emperor has spoken. Rise of dawn, then execute him. And they used the Praetorian guard because the army wouldn't do that shit. But the quick like the army like hell no. So the Praetorian guard is separate. And Quintus runs the Praetorian guard. What he tell him to? He told him watch over his family at least. Yeah, Quintus, look at me, look at me. Make sure my family's safe. They will see you. Your family will meet you in the afterlife. God damn, brother! I thought we was cool. No survivors, like Brandon say. Shit. We'll kill your family, but no survivors. Basically, yeah, and he get knocked in the head, ride out. They about to, you know, st- they about to chop his head off. He doing the whole prayer. Ancestors, give me strength. Pray over my son and wife. Give me strength for hands so they move silently. Whatever the prayer is, he's like, you know, please make an honorable death a soldier's death. Nah, that's the first mistake. Cause he get behind him. Like, wait, how is this more honorable instead of getting my head chopped off? You just <laughs> gonna stab me through the damn neck. <laughs> Man, just me. He trying to get some time in so he can do his thing. No, he had to change the angle, chop the head off. He couldn't do what he did. So get behind him, head bust him, take the sword, kill him. The other dude got the sword stuck. Frost. Sometimes it makes the blade stick. Kills him. Then throws his sword about, what, 20 feet? Mm-hmm. He lost that. Launched that shit in the dude's chest. And then called the other See, why he called the other dude? I would have snuck up on that Praetorian. It'd have been some Assassin's Creed shit with the quickness, but no, Maximus has got to be a hero. Calls out Praetorian, Praetorian Rosno on a horse. He sidesteps him. They swipe each other. Maximus is wounded. The other dude dies. And he's like, all right, I got to get back to my family. So as he takes two horses, they ride, and he ride. And it's, <sighs> boy, travel used to be a lot different. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> This motherfucker had to take a break, like had to sleep over. And roll all day. It was like that's probably like probably like an hour, a two-hour train ride. Now he's riding all day with a horse and another horse. Takes a break, tending to his wound because he got wounded on the arm. And then he's you know reminiscing about the family. He delirious. Then he riding another horse. Meanwhile, you know you see the mom and the son. Oh, that's a dot soldier thinking that's daddy. And the mom's like, oh, your, your daddy coming home. Oh, shit. Why did he run over my son? <laughs> Got trampled. Them horses did not slow down. So Maximus gets there, rides the horse damn near to death. And then his house on fire. And he see his, ugh, his wife and son crucified and burnt alive. Ooh, burnt like some pork and, bacon. Why you had to go there? I mean, they were crispy. They had the black on them. Jeff, huh? These are these are people. Damn you! 
It's a movie. Relax. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I would love to hear somebody talk about Roots like that. Oh, you see how he chopped his foot? <laughs> like, like, like boning, like, like boning the boar. They did not He's chop. Off. They did not really chop. Uh, what's his name with Good Times? Damn, I can't think of his name. They chopped the bar, burnt his foot. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was on reading Rainbow with half a foot? Mm. Uh, the camera never d- went down. Now, did it? <laughs> it's stupid. Uh huh. That's why I had a forge engineer, so you have to take those steps to go upstairs. <laughs> so anyway, he's out here crying, crying. He got slobbered. Oh yeah, he was like, no. The, the um, writer's like, oh, it should just be a tear going out. So he's like, no. If he saw his wife and something, like be- it was like, no, mate, we gonna have full on slobber. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be drooling snot everywhere, mate. <laughs> so basically, it's just funny just thinking everything you say. Yeah, we gonna do like this, Mike. Does have him like crocodile Dundee. Uh, so he buries them, he passes out, and then people find him. And all of a sudden, he goes from being the general of Rome to a slave just because he was found sleep. Sleep, sleep. That's all it took. That's it. So, <sighs> so he wakes up, so he's having dreams. Oh, you will meet them, but not yet. He, he meets Juba, Naman Hasu. Don't die. They'll feed you to the lions. They're worth more than us. He's busy messing around. They put maggots on his flesh. Like, don't. They will clean it. Wait and see. And yes, maggots actually do that. And maggots are actually used now for that. The clean wounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, imagine. That's the whole thing. It's funny. You wouldn't think that. Oh, I looked that shit up once I saw it. I was like, man, I don't believe it. And then I had to look it up for myself. I mean, you could have asked me. Oh, no, I'm talking about when I first saw the movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. You didn't know me back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's like, you know, see, he's chewing on something. Like, he got, see, that's the whole thing. He got the herbs, he got the maggots. And people see this, like, see, you don't need them pills. You just need natural <laughs> stuff. Yeah, just go find some maggots in Brooklyn and see how that go. Put it on your coat. Put it on your COVID. Put it on your swallow on your lungs. They can oh. eat the COVID. Oh shit! Don't try like Juba knows what he's doing. He got experience. Don't be getting caught up in this old. Um, yeah, he got the agar gum. He on he all right. I'm like, okay, try at your own peril. So. Basically, they are been purchased, or they have basically been token, and they have been about to be sold as warriors because they in Zucabar, African province, way past Rome, and we get my homie Proximo. Man, I just try to make get some get some merchandise out here. That man, that man, bitching the whole movie, <laughs> just got a frown face, like you know. After paying all my bills, I got twenty dollars left. <laughs> I was mad as man, but let's make it two thousand. I said, "Hey, buddy, you complained about a thousand dollars. You want to pay two thousand? Put him go to for a bet." All right. That's probably why he living with. Especially when you think his background, he's living good till he got kicked out of Rome. Now he just like slumber. You know he is. I'm an indie promoter. (laughs) I used to WWE just making money, enjoying myself. Now I'm doing all right, but I, I put a whole bunch of work. And my profit margins are small, and I got to deal with this shit. Yeah, 
Look, a white man with a kufi gonna have a frown on his face. <laughs> that tell you something right now. It, it, I'm just saying right now. You know what path you had to take in life to end up there in Africa rocking a kufi and a robe, watching people fight monkeys. When you was at the top of the bar, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like imagine you went to some indie show, and then all of a sudden it's like the Viper Randy Orton. You'd be like, what the fuck happened? They had Randy Orton in this armory. Yes. Why? Why? Why you had to mention the Koofy? <laughs> Look, it. I was laughing because that's a, you know that's a thing now we want to do, and I get mad. We appropriate Koofies as the whole tip. You know, costume, and as a Muslim, that makes me feel a certain way, and I just kind of roll with it. Like I know it ain't personal; it still vexes me. But thinking that, I laugh now whenever I watch this because they all rocking them. (laughs) Like a white man in a kufi will never not be funny. You think it ain't? Imagine Elon Musk rocking a kufi. Man, it's, it's the same thing like I talked about uh, last um, this weekend. Nikita Koloff just had do-rags on his promo. And I'm just like, for what? <laughs> Scott Steiner had one on where he turned his hair blonde. It's like something just happened. You just reached a certain part in life of white. You just start rocking a do-rag. And that's like, that was just a thing. When you did that right before, you about to have a gimmick change for the better or worse. Like life is hit you a certain way and now I wish Sting would have rocked one just once <laughs> but anyway he out there Proximo my old friend it's like you know we hear somebody answer your friend like this voice sound like a scammer mm-hmm. and he are like uh huh every day is a great day when I see you but the day is the most special day he grabbed by the nuts oh. <laughs> <laughs> these giraffes you sold me they won't mate they just eating and not mate. You sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> I want my money back. Not a chance. You squeeze them anymore. Look at you. Like, you see my new stock? Come <laughs> people for you. It's like, all right. Then he look at him. See, oh, in the median, like, where you, that, yeah, you came in the media, like, I was a hunter. I got off of a sub mining cartridge. And, and it was this one? Market Allegiant. Deserter. Who cares? It's a Spaniard. Damn, you went from being the man to he's a Spaniard. Yep. Okay. Just a piece. He takes six for a thousand. A thousand? Many loans worth two thousand. These slaves are rotten. Because you see, uh, Maximus got a, a open damn cut in his arm looking half dead. He's like, you trying to buy me, you you know, refurbished goods. We say it adds to the flavor. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, are there any of fighting? Like some are good for fighting, some are good for dying. You need both. He's like, all right, we can negotiate. I give you two thousand and four thousand for the beast. That's five thousand for old friend. What type of math is this? You get a thousand dollar discount? <laughs> that math ain't math or too right. Yeah. How you? How the the, the people come out? Last time I checked, two thousand plus four thousand equals six thousand, not five thousand. Unless it's some discount or they change, they're like whatever. So they did that. He got the people. He out here cussing. How long it take to get in my own house? And he gave the speech. My name is Proximo, and for the you know, I'll be the closest thing to company. You know, the rest of your miserable lives. And unlike that bitch of a mother you had, he's out here talking to trash. Like I did not pay money 
you know, for your companionship or your friendship. I brought you here to profit off your deaths. And when you die and die, you shall. The only thing you will hear is. Basically. That's he basically told me all day, like y'all here to fight. Y'all going to die. I'm going to make money. And the last thing you'll hear is we who are about to die salute you. Enjoy it. Damn. That's a cold motherfucking game. Mm-hmm. Basically. So they getting marked red or yellow based on how they fight or not. So red, you got hands. Yellow, you don't. So, and they getting trained by my man Hagen. My man, Ralph Muller. Feeling the best of the best, too. Man that played Conan. You remember that show when Conan had a show? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. I actually like that show, even though like it made no sense. Because Conan, he was just chilling. Exactly. <laughs> he just walk around from town to town like he didn't even fight half the time. Conan's friendly neighborhood. <laughs> I like that show. I can see why it got canceled. <laughs> as long as you can see why I got canceled, that's all. You know why I got canceled? Like, all right, we got a Conan. They they probably had a thousand bucks an episode for the budget, <laughs> and he ain't fighting, hanging out. It's like it's like it's Hercules, but all the fun stuff, basically what it was. So, so he out here throwing hands with Juba. Yeah, oh, I see you got good. He's like Red, Juba kind of staring at me, like fuck out my face, push him. <laughs> he laughing the whole time, Spaniard. Max was up there, like, fuck you. Just drop the sword. All right. Take the sword to the stomach. Oh, all right. Take the sword to the arm. He dropping, he stand up again, and Hagen about to bust him in his neck. It really was. That's enough for the moment. <laughs> his, time, his time will come. Next. And the extended version this next scene is played out because they basically saying like what they gonna do like Spaniard you have to fight we all have to fight and then they're like well I'm not gonna fight I'm a I'm a poet <laughs> you know I'm a, I'm a scribe mm-hmm. I talk in six languages you can scream in six languages <laughs> you gotta fight like, you gonna die if you don't yeah maybe you know maybe the scribe will fight you know fight for freedom uh, how would I do that it's simple you just, you know, you have to do is kill me and him and him over there and in the median and a deserter and a hundred more. And when there's no one left to fight, then you'll have your freedom. Uh, I, I can't do that. <laughs> nope, I can't. I just like, I'm, I got the hands. I'm going to kill everybody in here to be free. So he seemed like he probably been there for the longest they say he make him the most money. And like the fact that he's training them shows he got a type of, you know, perks. He probably get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that scribe is like, I'm gonna die. And then meanwhile, Maximus is taking a tattoo off his arm. I guess for like people to identify him. Well, I don't know why he's doing it, but he pissed. So he's like, Is that the mark of your gods? Mm-hmm. Won't that, won't that anchor them? He, he start laughing. He start smiling. He the Joker. Like at this part, <laughs> Maximus is like he is. Yeah, he he has lost it. So they had the first fight, and they first when they about to lead to the first fight. An extended version. 
they have Christians because it's a you see a cross, you see a man like white Jesus, and they in a cage, and they about to get fed the lions. And it's the reason that was not in the theatrical version. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> you would have a bunch of Christians just walking out. Yeah, because it's like you don't really. I mean, it was they were doing that, but you don't got to show that. It's like eh, it ain't, it's not necessary to the story. Mm. But really, Scott likes doing stuff like that. He's a rascal, as you like to say, <laughs> a little stinker, <laughs> a little a little stinker. <laughs> Feed him to the lion. They like that shit. Oh. They'll they'll love that in Alabama. <laughs> I can't believe I went and saw this damn movie. I thought it was gonna be Russell Crowe with a sword. They fed him to a damn lion. All we care about like Hollywood, some bitch. <laughs> so, so anyway, they making a bet. Oh, leading off with the German. Yeah, you know, people love a barbarian beside make me rich. You know, the Namibian. He's a fighter. Before. They talk about like it's a scouting match. The Namibian. He got some nice thighs. He's a fighter before. No first time. Well, that one. He's a Spaniard. Might as well be a eunuch for what he breaks to the ring. He's like, you know, I bet 500 sincerity that the um, Numidian and Spaniard make it to the finals. A thousand Numidian make it alone. Better get smiled, man. That's unethical. What if I make it 2,000? All right. Wow. So much. You know, ethics are nice, so it's time to make, to make money. So he gave him the speech talking about, you know, you don't think you can fight. Stab a man with a sword. Yeah, everyone says that to the god there. Hear the roar of the crowd. You know, hear the sound, the power to still give him a speech. You know, that whole, that proximal, he, he's spitting bars too. You could tell he had some hands back in the day. He's talking about, you know, at the end of the day, we're all dead men. You can't choose how we die. We can choose how we handle it. You know, you're going to die like men or just be on your knees. Basically, and it sounds nice, but the whole thing is like this. You got to put a good show on for me. I'm trying to get paid. I got to gas you up. <laughs> got to hype you up. Uh, sadly, you know, describe the sword and, you know, stab in the heart. And they'll love you for that. And then eventually you'll love them for that. The whole thing is like you get hyped up. You know, why people play sports? It's addictive. I mean, the money good, entertainment good. You imagine like, you know, Somebody run a slant pattern and you just blow them up for a third down. They chant your name and it's like, yeah, I did that. They chant for me. I need that feeling again. It get real addictive. That's the thing athletes have said the most about the hard thing about retirement. It's like that feeling is gone. Because like, all right, I still got the money. What I'm going to do now? Take my kids to school. They're going to chant my name. We saw Furious. We saw Furious Seven. Remember, Brian was in a minivan. I missed the bullets. Um, I shouldn't break this in, but we'll talk about it off air. But Melissa McCarthy joins Thor: Love and Thunder as Hella. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> the multiverse, I guess. I don't know. I mean, she's been in action movies before. Oh, she's that's like, that. But I'm like, hella, wait a minute. But then we just have one. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, that check this boy. What a break. I'm, I'm going to wait till I go on Twitter and hear about the, 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 the what? <laughs> I'm pretty that sure. Big, that big broad. She can't do it. Oh, yeah. You know, you can have that. Mm hmm. So. 
<laughs> but anyway, so they about to get ready for the fight. That, that whole thing, now I'm laughing with her, thinking her in the Asgardian helmet. Oh, you know she be cracking jokes. That shit gonna be funny. Uh-uh. Oh man, so they getting ready. That's you know people pissing themselves. Yeah, the dude in front of Maximus just peeing on himself like shit. And I will laugh because you know when you hire so many people, sometimes people slide through. The dude with the tattoo, the tribal tattoo on his arm, like I know they had that back then, but it's like that's fine. You can notice that. The dude with the spiked hair, come on now. <laughs> I know it's the joke of like how's Umaga savage he getting braids. How's this dude a slave? Where he find a gel in his hair to do that? Found and he noticeable because he in he right in front. And I always laugh when I see him because I'm like, really, Scott was like, all right, you got, can you fight? <laughs> can you fight? All right, we just, you want to go to Malta? We filming this movie. Keep the nah, keep the hair. The hair is cool. That hair was not historically accurate at most. And why I know some because he's the first one to die. Because soon they open the doors, he cast he catch a spike ball to the a spike mace to the face. Whoa. And they out here fighting. And they chained to each other. Like the person with the shield is chained with the person with the sword. We're like, you gotta be a team, or otherwise you dying. Pretty much. And so find out, you know, Maximus learn how, you know, a shield can be a great weapon. So he just bashes people in the face with a shield. The dude with Hawking, he just run and just catch a spear to the, the stomach. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. He's like, ah! <laughs> and Hawking's like, nah, get this man off. He chop his hand off so he can fight with it. So, so far, you know, Maximus and Juba make a good team. Approximately, we're like, about to lose his money. And they work as a team together. Hawking doing his own thing. How disrespectful to hit somebody in the face with somebody else's hand. Oh, yeah, that's very disrespectful. Everything was doing that. Punched somebody in the stomach a couple of times and then paled them. Like, he didn't even need a sword. He was just out here just wrecking havoc. And a lot of a lot of black gladiators there, too. Yeah, I noticed but, that, too. It was a lot of We're in Northern Africa, so it made sense. Was a lot of black gladiators when they get to Rome, too. We're going to get to that part later. So eventually, they get the win. They getting cheered, and Max was like, "Oh, all right, I feel a little something." You know, I can do like it's funny. This whole thing is like I don't know if it's gonna be the life, my life, or the rest. Because the whole thing is like, what else he got to live for? Yeah, he's dying, right. he always so does. Like, oh, I'm gonna make it do what it do, and it's like, all right, I know how to kill. And here is the deceit that Gladiator does that Spartacus doesn't do. They make it so Maximus military training gives him an advantage in combat against these regular old gladiators. And Spartacus is the reverse. They make a big effort on, yeah, Spartacus will, like, you know, these gladiators are trained in, like, they're not trained in war, they're trained in combat. So you go on one-on-one, you're getting slaughtered. And they make a scene where, like, one of them, like, beats, like, five of them. It's like, I'm average. Imagine what Spartacus would do to you. Like y'all ain't y'all can't y'all not built for like hand to hand combat like that. Like we train to fight our whole lives. Y'all train for like war and combat are two different things. And gladiator does the whole thing. Well, Maximus is trained. He got that might like, no in real life. If these gladiators were to train like that, Maximus is getting slaughtered. Mm. Ain't nobody with shields there. They not working single column, single column. This ain't no formations. He getting the the break speed off of him in the first fight, but. 
we don't do that here. So he gets his win. And meanwhile, they go home to Rome. And, you know, you, what a juxtaposition. They out in Africa. They buying huts with the koofies on. Rome looked like a cutscene. Just all these beautiful buildings and cities. He's coming back home. You see the eagles there. And they do not like Commodus. Comes in like conquering hero. <laughs> but what did you conquer? And no, if you got the subtitles on, the people don't like them. They're like, boo, you'll never rule us. And they just like, man. It's funny because you hear cheers, but it don't match the people. The people looking at him like he trash. Nah, I can imagine. You got this by default. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm just wondering how the I'm like, how counts is rolling in the streets? He know he wanted that. The average man is like, this man, this man, this man pulled the belly talking about some fuck a book. (laughs) I'm for the people. And I would say this to put in perspective, most people like know about presidents, but they don't know about like senators and congressmen. So you have to be real popular, unpopular to be noticed. It's kind of like, you know how unpopular, you know, you know how unpopular Ted Cruz got to be because almost everybody know who Ted Cruz is, and he's unlike. And it's people who it's people who vote for him. They'll never tell y'all loud, but he's been voting enough to, to win. But it's like Ted Cruz is despised, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, and that's how they looking at comments. So it's like you know, going to your mother, and you get introduced to Gracchus. He's like the main senator, you know. The one who basically like runs to all the other Senate and will probably be in charge if the Senate was in power. He's like, oh, to your mo-. you know, you see Lucius, you know, um, you saw his son, oh, looking like a dude from Home Improvement. That's what he looked like a Home Improvement kid. And we always got to have a kid in these movies. I don't know why, but whatever. Like, oh, Rome, Rome salutes you. We got much to discuss. He's like, he get to it and everything like that. So he hugging everybody and he just, hey, I'll be a hero. And now you got to do the work. Let's talk about sanitation Greek quarter. Uh, I want to talk about all that shit. My father wasted the, his time studying and reading books. So I ain't doing that shit. Books that never did anything. I know the truth of how what Rome goes. And how will you tell us with your excellent amount of experience? They all laugh like, who the fuck is this young dude? He don't know nothing. Love. Love. I shall embrace them as their father. Have your bracelet, have your bracelet system with Plex, sire. Man, my man was like, fuck it. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I'm going to say what we all thinking and know. No. But if you interrupt me again, I'll, I'll make sure that you do. Uh, uh, he's he's like, so tired. <laughs> take, yeah. He's like, drink this tonic. Yeah, I'm taking the yuckum. Yeah, I ain't drinking that shit. I don't know what she put in it. I ain't drinking it. Well, she don't realize. I mean, he probably don't realize how much she hates him at this point. Oh, like he does thing. know. He knows. Because remember when she um, no, not to, not the extent. Not you know. I know we probably don't you know. Yeah, smack him face, hell, Caesar, all that. Like she know he killed her father, but still, like you know, I did it for the good. Of the, if father had his way, the empire be taken apart. You understand that, right? Yes, brother. Check this. Drink this with, yeah. with this with this drink, the madness of the emperor will be stripped away. I just think like yo, she could have just poisoned him and we could have been done with this, but whatever. There's a reason why they didn't. She wanted to. It's kind of like we'll get to that point. And his whole thing is like, who are they to lecture me? It should just be me. It should be us. Don't you don't know, think that. You know. <laughs> I said it. 
Like, you know, give people their what? You know, their, their, what? Delusions, their traditions. The whole thing is like, we don't need the Senate. We should just run. And it's like, no. She already knows, like, this man, my brother is a madman who has no. Because this whole thing is, he don't got a plan. Oh, no, he's winging it. His whole thing, his plan is, I want to, I want all the glory of running the, you know, running anything, but none of responsibility. As Americans, we just had a president like that. And guess what? It don't go well. It's that whole kill my, you know, what's your plan? I'm going to, I figured out when I get there, I'm going to get rid of the other people first. Now I'm just going to wing it. No, you couldn't even wing putting that, putting it on a coffee table. I don't, you can't, he running Rome. The Roman Empire, I'm just going to wing it. Everybody know this is badness, but since he got the Praetorian Guard in charge and the army's not going to do anything because they don't got anybody that would go against him right now, what they going to do? Nothing. And that's the whole that's the whole part of the problem. They can't do anything. So his whole thing, like, you know, father said, you know, why, why they worry about Germania? They've never been there. Why do they care about Germans? for the glory of Rome. What's the glory of Rome? Vi- Boy, I- does this movie sound funny as Americans? <laughs> what, what's America? What makes America great? What makes America great? America. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what it comes down to. Vibes. The idea. Like, you got to actually put the work in. Yeah, that's all it's become great. This whole thing, And this whole thing is just Vibes. So he's like, I know we get the people they want. Like he said before, games. That's what you're going to do. 150 days of games. And guess what? You know, guys is like, that's all he does is game. Greg's like, oh, he's smarter than I think. They look like, what you talking about? It was like, you know, distract the people, take away their freedom, have them have fun. You know, it's cool. He's like, you know, he understand like, Rome is the Senate, Rome's the mob. He'll bring them death and they'll love him for it. So this whole thing is I'm going to distract the people, give them what they want and take everything. As long as they fun, they don't care. And guess what? That happens too many times in real life to discount that. That's only that's a short term thing that has long term disastrous costs. But Thomas ain't thinking like that. You think about tomorrow. So that's this whole thing. They go on 150 days of just games. And guess what? It's a reason why a lot of countries don't bid for the Olympics anymore because normally it's a money loss and you just do it for prestige. And a lot of places can't afford it. They go bank. Brazil is still dealing with that, hosting the Olympics. It's like, oh, we got to do it though. It's fun. Imagine <laughs> having a party. You pay for everything. Nobody paid for it. Nobody got to pay for anything at the door. It's like, oh, thanks for the party. See you later. Yeah. You ain't got the money. And what you got? Dope. Memories. You got. You had to pay for all the food, all the entertainment, like everything. And all you guys, thanks. Whew. So meanwhile, we go back and it's like, you know, but at this point, Max Bizarre, you know, like he a local legend. Like his mixtape hidden. They they changed his name, Spaniard. They changed his name in the hood. And and the extended version, approximately like, all you do is kill, kill, kill. The people want to, you know, they want to fight another butcher. They want to be entertained. So entertain them. And he like, whatever. Spaniard. They all chant his name, dropping Spaniard. He out here fighting one on five. 
getting it done. Uh-huh. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. But not for me. It's that same fire right here. He out here. Kill the first one. Kill the second one. Kill the third and fourth one. Picks up the sword. Then stabs the fifth one like three times. Sticks both swords in them. Waits for a second like he Chong Li. Then takes the swords out. Chop his head off. Then throws the sword at at the damn box seat. Are you not entertained? Oh, I got that. Hold on. Oh, go ahead, play it. So, you know what? I can never watch this scene the same way because every time I do, I'm expecting what more can I say to start playing. <laughs> <sighs> what? And it's like, I can, like, every time I see the scene now, I think of Jay Z. <laughs> and, like, he, he get pissed and they still change his name. Mm-hmm. Like, when you try to turn heel and they won't, like, he like Eddie Guerrero. You remember when they, when they had Eddie Guerrero turn to Jerry because they want to make him heel? Well, anyway, tag like they, team. They were a tag team. Yeah, I remember that. And then the next week they was chatting for him anyway. Yeah. That's when they knew it was they weren't even trying to they weren't even really trying to want to make him heal. Like it was like fuck it. Like yeah, won't, he, they, yeah won't, they won't even let us. He lost the lost still and cheat. Yeah, fuck it. Go with it. So it's this whole thing. He pissed off. They still chanting, Spad, yeah, Spad. And they out here like, yes, he got the vibes. You said before me? What do you want? A girl, boy, boy, <laughs> you called for me. Yes, I did. You're a good Spaniard, but you're not that good. Man, shut you're the fuck magnif- up. You're gonna be magnificent. I'm required to kill, not kill. That's what I do. Yeah, that works in the province, but not for Rome. We're like, oh, a word, Rome. Oh, sh- oh shit. We going to Apollo? It's like, yep. The young emperor is called for games to celebrate his father, Marcus Aurelius. I find that ironic because it was his father. Marcus Aurelius, the great, the wise Marcus nice. Aurelius. He, he's salty about yeah. this. Uh huh. And I don't blame him, even though it's funny because it's more complicated than that. It's like, you know, after five years of working in these little flea infested shitholes, we go back to the big leagues, the Coliseum. You've seen this, Spaniard. 50,000 people. It's like, damn your name. The silence before the sword hits. And the crowd, when it hits, it's like, like a storm. You talking about, oh, you a gladiator? Yes, I was. He out his free. So Marcus really is gave him his freedom. Mm-hmm. He wore the sword, he touched me on the shoulder, and I was free. Who <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Aurelius? I did not say I know Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> I said he touched, I touched me on the shoulder, shoulder once. <laughs> oh, Maxman had a good old time. Like, oh, you knew the effort. You were in the effort with y'all had lunch. Hey, but my man... And, but the thing about it, you know, other movies or life that played out. Yeah, I did know him. He was my right hand man. Man said, "Nah, I fucking just told you he touched my shoulder. That's it." So he's like, "I'll tell you what, you know, whole thing is like I wasn't the best because I killed quickly. I was the best because they love me. Win the crowd, and you win your freedom. Learn from me, Spaniard. 
You just like, you know, like what you want? Like I want to stand in front of the emperor. It's like, all right, I'll get you there. <laughs> so we'll go have great adventures. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> suck on the tits until we can suckle no more. And we've killed enough men. Then you'll be free. <laughs> so what adventures we going on? You just kind of like there. I'm the one fighting, motherfucker. Look, somebody got look. Don't be like Jadakiss and brush off what Pete Diddy did. That's what you said. <laughs> I'm out here spitting. You just talking like who getting you them concerts to spit in the first place? Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Whatever. They um, going to have great adventures. No hard feelings here. Rock my old breastplate. I hope I watched it. <laughs> so they were so, homies. They were cool. They were. They, they the relationship is kind of changing. Yeah, so they end up going to Rome and they see the Colosseum. And you can imagine they'd never been to Rome and see that building, that thing. And actually in a the movie, they make it like the Colosseum wasn't that big in real life. They like, nah, it's a little too small. So they make it look a lot bigger than what it was. And she was like, Have you seen something like this? No. I did not know make I did not know men can make such things. And that I got imagine you out here like you used to seeing huts. Mm-hmm. And you I would be honest with you, the example. Like, look how smart Leonardo da Vinci is. Drop him in Jerry's world. AT&T Stadium. With that screen. What he have a heart. What, what the fuck what, is this? Crap, what crap is this? <laughs> Magic Sky? <laughs> you see that damn Titan Tron that's in like 8K? I see all the rest of it. He'd be like, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Thousand seats. Hagen what is this? Roof. roof. It moved. Oh my gosh, it moved. <laughs> yeah, he, he loses his damn mind. So the whole thing is they ready to win the crowd. And meanwhile, Commerce is out here perving. Look looking at the sun. Oh, he's he sleeps so kind because everyone loves him. Good lord. Get over your issues, bro. Is it time to announce we moved the Senate? Nah, not chill out, brother. You know, you know. Understand, father had his wish. You know, he did, they would tell the problem, problem. Yes, brother, I understand. Just go to have this drink. Will you stay with me tonight? You know, I won't. And give me a kiss. Ew. This man just wants it bad from his sister, and I'm not understanding why. What is wrong with you? Because he loves his sister. <sighs> a little. I mean, Look, look, it's like if it wasn't family, I understand. But it's family. But yeah, keep in mind also different time. You know, back then I did a pure blood air. We can't we can't stand on ceremony too much considering we was watching Game of Thrones. And we saw that was that was going on. We was kind of accepting that all these cousin fuckers. Oh, I was speaking up on it, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I just laugh how Game of Thrones kind of like, oh yeah, it's cool. I can't wait. I can't wait till you know, Daenerys get with her cousin or her nephew. That's gonna be fun. Oh, <laughs> I would just laugh the whole thing like they just be incest. Like, eh, it was a different time back then. What's the big deal? Yeah, like your sister. It's just that a fat ass. You look at your sister too. No, I would not. Go ahead and watch your dragon show and keep your perversion to yourself. If you want to do that? You do that. Ah, so they gonna have the first fight. The you know the fight of Carthage was a the, the, the massacre of Carthage. Waste my men. 
don't you get the old thieves and like that? It's like we used all of them. That's why you're here. It's like you're gonna throw away the best fighters. I want double my rates. You'll get your contract rates, so you get your contract canceled. Yeah, you you go don't like that? You can crawl the shit hole <laughs> you came from. Go back put on the, the wig. Mud. I say this. This man was. This man was like Paul Heyman's announcing. We gonna get to him. So they about to have a fight. And oh, are you the one they call Spaniard? That right. said you was taller. Your head. You could hold a grown man's hand in your hand. In your hand. Man, no. Man, no. Boy, these are my horses. Everything like this. I, I like you, Spaniard. I shall cheer for you. What's your name? Lucius Varys, like my father. Oh, 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 you. Yeah, that's your old girlfriend's son. I missed He get go back to the shadows looking around. Like, oh, shit. Anybody <laughs> yeah, see me? <laughs> so they give the whole thing, like, you know, when the emperor comes, Turn and salute him. And face forward, do not turn your back on him. Go and die with honor. Hey, whatever I don't want to die. <laughs> I mean, I think I got a child shot. <laughs> and then they out the here. And then Gracchus shows up. Oh, you're here at the game? I never pretend I was a man of the people. I'm a man for the people. He's like, he Gracchus like, look, I ain't like y'all, but shit. <laughs> I represent. At least he ain't fronting. That's the one thing. He definitely honest about him. Say about like, you know, I'm just I'm just like you. I got a pickup truck worth four hundred million dollars. I'm a I'm a regular guy like you. That's why I never do that. And I ain't even nowhere on that level. I'm like, no, I am who I am. You know, because if you try to pretend people will look right through it, be who you are. You ain't got to rub it on my face, but don't lie about it. And then my man, Paul Heyman, hey, in the 150 games, our benefactor Caesar brings to you an enactment of the fight of Carthage when the barbarian general Hannibal, a.k.a. the person every whole tent bring up when they talk about military superiority because that's the only one they know. And Shaka Zulu sounds too blase. Where the barbarians all across the plains of Zama to fight against us noble Romans. Ladies and gentlemen, the barbarian horde. And they start booing. It's like nine of them. They sitting here like, oh, yeah, I know how this end up. And now Caesar brings out the, the membership, the blah, blah, blah of Scipio Africanus. That's the fun about Roman name. I'm going to name based on what I did. Why they call you Skipper Africana? Because I kept that thing down. And I was in Africa. <laughs> Sean, yeah, where you got? Sean Marcicanus, the savior of the Marcy Projects. Like, so anyway, they had the Centurions out there. They got the armor. It's a lot of women, black women with bow and arrows. Yeah, they ready to rock. I'm like, imagine you're a black woman in Rome. I mean, the, the race thing was funny because they they've had African they they had one African emperor, and it's kind of like you could be. It wasn't this whole pure blood Roman thing. Like if you did something, you could do something. Like it might come up every now and then, but it wasn't this whole you could only like you could get a job and do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they let a woman. I don't know if they let a black person in the Senate. But that's 
<laughs> but I mean, they barely have black people in the Senate here now, so that's neither here nor there. So anyway, Max, I got the people already. Anyone serve in the military? I yes. do. I serve with I serve with you, motherfucker. <laughs> I serve with you. I've been the bona. All right, then you can help me. Whatever comes out here, we can survive if we work together. Work together, we'll survive. The whole thing lights us plan. And I wonder if he knew who Maximus was, why he say nothing? Yeah. Interesting. But I wonder if he says something afterwards, because it's a part you miss in the fight. Juba calls him Maximus. Maximus hasn't introduced himself to nobody yet until after the fight. But we'll get to there. So they have a fight. They work. They slowly get, you know, get the shields together. And the dudes that's not, it's a couple of them standing out there. They catching arrows to the neck and the spears to the chest and harking out there like, fuck all this teamwork. I'm doing my, I'm doing things myself. So, so far, so good. After people thinking they're going to get blown out, how can take an um, arrow to the calf, almost die. Maximus saves him. The other person get, you know, split in half. And meanwhile, Comet's in here like, eh. or he's like celebrating, like you just watching the game. Like it's it's amazing how he watching it. Because uh-huh. half the time he bored with something, you know, something bad happens. So like, you struggle, oh, they died. Oh, well. Then they then the one dude crashed in the wall. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Look at there, see what happened. So anyway, they start planning up. You realize Max has got this plan and he got a plan out here. Splits, you know, Splits them up. He he takes one of the chariots and has them used as a barrier. Takes his horse in front of it to distract them so he could jump over it. And then they run into the barrier, fall, and then they jump him. It's like, yeah, they was not ready for Maximus. This man came out here. It's like, yeah, we're going to run. We run. What's this? It's called a cover two. He's going to run the back door. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Cover two. Like, imagine you run a cover two. You got leather helmets. This man out here, like, yeah, I got this thing called the Wildcat. You show how it go. And Max out here slaughtering people, even slaughtering these women. He chopped both of them in the throat and kind of sticking his tongue out. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, nasty ass. So eventually, they all win. You out there bashing people, in the, bashing his black brothers in the face with a helmet. <laughs> you stupid. Uh-huh. Fighting for the, fighting for the man. The man's slave, man. He doing what he got to do. So they win. It's like, oh, my history might be famous, Cassius, but I thought we were supposed to win the battle call. Oh, forgive me, sire. Sorry, sire. It's okay. Who's that guy on the horse? They call him the Spaniard. I think I'll meet him. I'd like to meet okay. him. Uh-huh. So they out here. Drop your weapons. The emperor would like to speak with you. I'm at the emperor's service. So he comes out there. gets ready. And he about to stab him. He pick up the arrowhead, and then Lucius come out there, too. Oh, that was a great display. My nephew here thinks you're Hector reborn. It's a Hercules. You do have a name, don't you? My name is is Gladiator. Turns his back. How dare you turn your back to me? (laughs) (laughs) He is mad. Slave, I'm going to ask you, do you have the clip of his speech up? No. Okay. That's fine. I know the speech. He's like, slave, you remove your helmet and tell me your name. He's like, sorry. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, general of the armies of the north. 
No, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legion, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I shall have my vengeance in this life or the next. And to say that they are shook is an understatement. Because Quentin's like, oh shit, I told him he was dead. <laughs> and Kyle was about to light Kyle up shit like, on Kyle was like, what the f- What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? And Lucilla like, oh, my boo back. And they are shook. He was like, arms. Like, they about to kill him then. And the crowd speak up. Live. 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 And the crowd getting hyped. Harking out there like, yeah, you hear that? They say to live. Bastard. And kind of trying to go, shh. Like, nah, I got, I got this. Shut up. And yeah, I got this. Like, when your girlfriend come in and see you with a grease, we'll talk to her. Oh, hold up, honey. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> and then he put the thumb. The thumb goes up. And actually, in history, it was reversed. Thumbs down means sword in the sheath means to um, let them live. Thumb up was like sword up just to kill them. But they really, Scott, correctly would say that would be too confusing because people didn't know that and then study history. So they get the thumbs up. He survives. And they leave. He nods at Quintus. Quintus is like, oh, fuck. I'm about to die. And then it's funny. How word get across? They know his, wait. Did they have microphones there? Can they all chant Maximus? <laughs> the crowd and the slaves down there. I'm like, that was fast. <laughs> like, man, you know, group group chats running, running was running fast back then. And everybody chanting Maximus, except for that one dude I showed you a picture of, like Tito Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, he was hating. He was hating. Whatever. <laughs> I'd have did that. They had me a chance. So Maximus the hero comes back and people shook. How is he still alive? You don't respect me. <laughs> they vex, it vexes me it's that they vex. lied. They said he died Germania. The fact that they lied is vexing. It vexes me. What would you do? And, and extended version is like, you know, if they lied about that, they need to be. Lucilla's like, they need to be punished because somebody knew they didn't say nothing. And But meanwhile, she's like, oh, I got a chance. So. <laughs> So eventually, and that's what happens is the two people that announced that he was, you know, that he died end up, you know, getting executed. Quintus doesn't want to do it. Talking about he thought, you know, thought barbarians did it. They're good men, sire, lowest of emperors. Like, but, you know, did you know? No, I know. But you're a general. He's willing to know everything. Maybe you did it. So if you didn't, get the order. And eventually, you know, he stands in between them. And they kill with arrows. They could have easily killed him. If they they could easily kill comments if he wanted to. But oh, but you got to you got to tell everybody that as this is going, as they're having the conversation, the uh, the soldiers already got the uh, bows pulled back for like two minutes. Yeah, they so they sitting there struggling. They struggling, they shaking, everything like that. It's like, what's your name, Marcus? Like my father. Okay, it's cool. They out here. Hold. Yeah, that shit is tiring. I, he might accidentally <laughs> slip off and he'd have caught one right in the throat and it'd been an accident. So they they break down, oh, you was a general? You commanded legions? You fought many battles? Mm-hmm. In Germania? In many countries. He's like, uh-huh. You probably killed my homies, didn't you? And that look, he was like, yeah, I see that. You have a great name. He must kill you before he kills his name. So they, they know the whole thing is like Maximus got that height. 
so they can't necessarily just murder them just to murder them and they trying to figure out what and it basically the whole thing is like now everybody know what maximus is now there's a plan the extended scene has a whole thing breaking down what's going on like why would the senators help because they want to it's basically guys is the bald one gracchus is like the main one who still meet up at night and it's like oh thank god i got deaf and mute servants they gonna snitch because they can't and it's kind of like you know what are we gonna do so like let's kill them relax <laughs> and they's like well long they got the praetorian it's like you know you cut the head off the snake the snake can't strike and it's like you know long the praetorian guard is there what you gonna do this is before max this is before they realize maximus is is back in the live and their whole thing is trying to figure out because he so what communists did is he sold the grain reserves to pay for the limp, pay for the games so they like they people won't be starving in two years. They like I hope they so I hope they enjoy this because they go they gonna be dead because of this. We it's rough. like well, we you know the whole thing is well, what are we gonna do? Well, you can't kill them. You speak out. You gonna have a touring guard snick you. So it's like you know we just gotta be patient. We be you know docile and treacherous. I mean just wait. Let him let him dig his own grave. The whole thing is he keep making enemies. Eventually he'll have more enemies than friends, and then we'll do something. But until then, we can't. But now, since Max is live, they can. And Lucilla come up there, you know, up on a booty call. <laughs> and she got some nerve to be joking like this. You know, talking about, you know, you know, Matt, like basically women pay a lot of money to be serviced by gladiators. <laughs> and he like, you know, I knew I knew my I knew your brother sent assassin. I wanna know he sent his best. He's like, oh, communists don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, my family was still alive. I didn't know. I wept for them as you wept for your father. As you wept for her, choking her with chains on. The whole thing is like, you know, I can't cry because I'm in fear because, you know, my son is next in line and my brother a madman. And, you know, nobody would stand up for him and nobody did anything except for you. Me? I'm a slave. What possible difference I can make? There's one man in the Senate who can do anything. You should meet with him. I can't do nothing. No, but he'll he'll do something like well, let him kill Commodus. Yeah, he man, he ain't here for he ain't here for none of that shit. I knew a man that fought for Rome, that fought for the glory of Rome, and was right for Rome. Like you know, that man died. So, but it's something for something you can do for me. Leave. Forget you ever forget you ever knew me and never return. Guard. He's finished with. He's finished. So yeah. So he is rightfully mad. And Thomas is mad. He's still alive. <laughs> Maximus. And it's gonna get worse. Cause they have another, you know, they about to have another fight. And before that fight, I gotta make a joke, they out here eating. <laughs> It's made in beans. <laughs> and I forgot that scene because they were talking about that's when they were talking about like where you fought for. He's like, you know, I don't know, you eat them beans. General, eat them beans. And he's like, nah, I don't eat them beans. Hawk and stick his, his spoon in the beans and pretend to start choking. <laughs> they like a shook for a minute. And they start laughing. They all laughing. That's how you know why I was like, they homies. Just all laughing about that. Because it takes a lot of ball, 
laugh about getting poisoned. No, Not only that, motherfucker, if it is poison, I'm going to take the first bite to see if it's a poison for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a real friend right there. Friends, that's the type of, when you fighting for your lives, you do stuff like that. So, so they have the second fight and it was like, you know, oh, the, the crowd embraces him like a son. And <laughs> she go, the mob is fickle, brother. They forget about him in a month. I'm assuming that. I'm cheating. Mm-hmm. And he brings in the reigning, undefeated, undisputed gladiator, retired Tigress of Gaul. The only gladiator to retire undefeated. So what we played by Luther Rigno got snatched by um, Arnold's friend, Sven Thorison. I would like Luther Rigno. And Proximo was like, he knows how to manipulate the mob, Maximus. Marcus Aurelius had a dream, Proximo. This is not it. This is not it. Marcus Aurelius is dead, Maximus. I always use, I want to use that quote when they talk about Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King had a dream. He's dead. <laughs> At the end, we're just shadows and dust. Shadows, shadows and, and dust. Praximo <laughs> tried to just kick some game to him. He tried to hit. Here we have the final fight. The legendary Tigress of Gaul versus the property of El- Antonio Proximo Elias Maximus. They playing a horn. They like this. And what's the trick? Tigers. <laughs> this motherfucker smuggled tigers in. And guess what? These are real life tigers. Ain't no animatronic, ain't no puppets. They had trained tigers in the scene with the condition that they always kept 15 feet away from Russell Crowe because Russell Crowe ain't playing that shit. <laughs> oh, believe him. You ain't mauling me, Mike. I know how I know how animals go in Australia. What we do? What? Nah, fuck that. The hell with that. So, yes, yeah, so imagine you fighting a gladiator who never lost and people keep sick of a line like through a secret door. You turn around like a man elimination chamber and all of a sudden a tiger just jump out of the cage. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I got Russell Lashley and a tiger? Like, nah. That's, so he out here fighting, holding his own and trying not to get mauled. One time a tiger get loose and jump on his back. They laugh and throwing them off and they get cheering. Another time a tiger jumps on his jumps on him, knocks him down. He stabs the tiger. Meanwhile, he having this whole fight with tigers. While all these tigers coming here, always, you know, you turn around, oh, don't hit the fence. Tiger gonna maul you, tiger gonna scratch you. Eventually he stabbed him in his foot. Giving the um <sighs> boy, people love their knees, huh? Yeah. No wonder Kenny Omega uses it. Yeah. So he got some, you know, got some down. Could kill him if you want. Crowd's chanting, "Kill, kill, kill!" Punk ass comments with a nice fit. Come out here, got the thumb, turn the thumbs down. You know, Maximus stands over him, drops the axe. Maximus, Maximus the merciful. And and Thomas is pissed. <laughs> He is, and he is vexed. He's like, I can't win. Shit. He's like, you know, you just won't die. Isn't when he go there and have the temper tantrum with the? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had the temper tantrum first when he was first a lot when he first found it live, and he saw the um the bus of his father, 
and just chopped at it with a sword like nine times and hugged it. <laughs> Man, need some Xanax. No, this is the second time you come down. You just won't die. Huh. There's one. There's only one more life to take now. To, and take it now. And then you like brush them off. You know, they told me your son squared like a girl when they nailed him to the cross. And your wife moaned like a whore when they ravished her again and again and again. Oh, this mother. Ooh. He wanted, oh, like. Maximus got more self-control than most people. Yeah. He's trying to start something. He's like, you know, the time to honor you will be at the end, Caesar. And then walks away. And he, and the whole thing is, the Praetorian guard moves aside and nods to him while he leaves. They know what's up. They're like, you know what? It's like, yeah, this is becoming a problem. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so he walking away and Cicero's there, his old buddy, you know, because he's watching the whole fight too. And he going in, oh, these people got groupies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, come hug me like that. When they first came, he's trying to get some. (laughs) It's some scenes when um, they get a little loving, like Harkin in a bathtub with a few of them, but it's kind of like, nah, we can't have them have fun. So it's like, where's the troops? Ostia. You know, tell my men the general lives. And then hug them like, so they end up meeting and they got a plan because why do they have a plan? The whole thing is, all right, you want to meet the senator? I need you to do a favor. He's like, all right, I got hyped up. I want you to meet, you know, I'll meet the senator so we got to have a meeting. So he pretends to be a beggar. My lady, I served your father from the bona. My lady, I served your father from the bona. I served the general Maximus. I served him still. Halt. Nobody like, um, why are we stopping? I'd be, I'd be nosy as hell. Maximus. But it's like she say, stop, we stopping. You know, he'll meet with he'll meet with your senator. She give him some money to, you know, hide the whole thing that they conspiring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the whole plan eventually is kind of like they meet with, you know, they meet with Gracchus and it's like telling, you know, you speak for the Senate, y'all speak for what's the plan. Buy my freedom, I'll escape, I'll go, I'll come back with the army and give them to you. It's like, but the army's under, you know, new leadership. They they lower the comments. Like, when they see me, show who they're really loyal to. And Greg is like, what? So I'm just going, he's going to come back with the army. And like, you know, no army been in Rome in 100 years. I ain't trading one dictator for another. And he's like, it ain't the time for half measures over. He's like, oh, so what you going to do? You just going to have your army and just give it up? He's like, give, no. Give it I'm back le- to the people. I'm leaving. The, the, you know, the army will stay to protect you. He's like, you're just going to give away power. Why? Because that was the wish of a dying man. And sit about to cry. It's like, this, yeah, Max, Maximus really just wanted to go home. And now his whole thing is like, I got one job to do. I obviously don't want to run things. So, <laughs> like, I'm just, I want to get everything square and dip. So, their whole thing is, all right, Marcus Aurelius trusts you. His daughter trusts you. And I'll trust you. In two days, you'll be free. Make sure you stay alive. I'll be dead. Because, like, at this, by this point, Countess knows what's going on. It's like, you know, just kill him. I would not make him a martyr. They think I'm merciful. They think I'm merciful. I would not make a martyr of him. Oh, shit. 
is mad. You know what happened? I said, sold the sell, sell the grain. You know what they did? Nothing. Not even that fucking guy didn't do anything. And it's like, you know, I know a story of a sneeze snake. Oh, I couldn't stand it, Sunday. And he just lay at the bottom and they let him nibble and he would not move. And then they take another pipe and still they did not move. So the whole thing is like, I'm going to have people snitch on themselves and find out what's going on. And he has the senators follow because the cutscene in the extended version, you see Greg is giving money to his slave to um, give to Proximo. And Proximo don't take it because he's like somebody watching the slave, somebody watching him. Proximo ain't dumb. He's like, nah, y'all, you know, I'm not going to be out here. He's like, you know, your plan won't work. The emperor knows too much. And besides, I'm making money. You know, I have Anna Proximo. Hana, he makes me rich. You know, you know, he killed the man that set you free. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's all you get. I know that's probably his expression. What? So eventually, Grax gets arrested, and Lucilla's, you know, is like, oh, you been with Grax? No. Did he take a new lover? I thought she was with him. No, I wasn't with him, brother. What's the problem? Oh, you know, it's a sickness. He plagues the Senate like a, like a sickness. It needs to be bleed. Needs to be bled, and he'll bleed. Like so, like yeah, um, the jig is up. So you gotta, you gotta go ahead and start getting the move on. So eventually, she's gonna be the one that does it. To, you know, get the money, set him free, and the whole plan is, you know, get Cicero gonna have him, the horses, everything ready. They go to Ostia, bring the army back. It's like you have powerful friends, Maximus. You had your freedom, and she's like, you risk, I didn't do enough. She feeling guilty because everything that's going on. And they get a kiss. And one thing they said is they didn't want to push too much of a romance because this whole thing is, you know, he missed his wife. Mm-hmm. That's how so, so they get that one kiss there, and that's the plan. But the plan get caught. Why? Because of the sun. Busy B. Because no, the Senate, because he, because meanwhile, Connor keep taking that tonic. He woke up because he was trying to get some more cheeks from his sister. Wakes up the sun in the sun out there, fight, of course, black, black servants. Have him win. There, there, there. And I won. Of course, you won. He wasn't going to lose. And it's like, oh, what you playing? I'm playing Gladiator. You don't want to be a Centurion? You know, be like, Jesus, no, I would be Maximus, the savior of Rome. The savior of Rome? Who told you that? And then tell the speech about Claudius, you know, basically the whole thing, short version, like, you know, Claudius was finding out people was conspiring. And he was like, you know, tell me what you can conspire. I'm going to kill all the people you love about. I actually saw that miniseries because I took Latin in high school. Oh, yeah? I've never seen it. It's, it's multi-part. It's wild. It's fun. Yeah. Things you... Th- Surprise, they actually taught Latin in my high school. But yes, I'm, I'm cultured like that, Jeffrey. I took two years. <laughs> so anyway, he knows that Jigga's up. He's like, you know, basically tell Lucilla, you need to tell me everything that's going on. I'm going to slaughter your son. So she got, you know, eventually she gives it up and they're getting ready. And it's like, you know, you bought your freedom or you becoming a good man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, he sent him a laugh. He's like, fuck all that shit. Proximo, open the gate. Open the gate, Proximo. You want to die, old man? They was like, no, don't give up your lives. I just need some time. If you don't want a part of this, you know, you don't have to be. They go, all this smoke. All of it. He's like, we'll wait for you, Maximus. Strength and honor. Nah. I'm minding my business. What about us? We got hope you come back and save us. So anyway, they out here fighting with shields and clubs. They give um, Maximus time. Maximus escapes. Harkin unfortunately goes out after taking like five arrows to the chest and the back and getting stabbed twice. They want to make sure he died. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Proximo, hey, Alri already passed passed away by the scene because they actually filmed the chronology. So you see the back and you see an old scene here on the steps, shadows and dust, and they get stabbed. Rest in peace. Because actually they had to change this the um, script. Originally, it was two parts. One, he was going to fight Maximus in the arena. Oh, yeah? Thomas was going, you know, because Thomas is an asshole. And he was supposed to live at the end of the movie. But ah. since he passed away, yeah. So okay. meanwhile, he's trying to he's trying to escape, and he sees Cicero on the horse. He whistle out, horse escapes. Cicero being hung. I'm sorry. Get he get hit with arrows, and to say it was an ambush is an understatement, because it was like a hundred of them. Uh-huh. He's taking no chances. So, men are captured. Cicero dead. Proximo dead. Maximus captured, and oh, it's done. What should we do with, this, with them? Lucius will stay with me. If his mother so looks at me anyway that it's displeasing to me, he will die. And if she try to find some nobility by taking her own life, he will die. And as for you, you will love me <laughs> as I love you. You will give me a pure blood air. So the name of Commod- the project of Commodus can live for a thousand years. They'd be crazy in two two generations. Good lord. Am I not merciful? <laughs> Am I not merciful? You know, the second one, it was ad-libbed. Oh, I could tell he was filling this up. He's like, she, right. she jumped. She's like, what the fuck? Fuck wrong with this motherfucker, but I am going with it. So Quintus is like, I'm just following orders. It's like, you know, we don't, the guys doesn't give anyone orders. They can't, you know, a burden they can't deal with. Guilting him one more time. He's like, so this is how you rolling, huh? <laughs> this is what you do. I do anything for Wakanda. I mean, Rome. So Maximus, the general who became a slave, the slave who became a gladiator, the gladiator who became a, that defied an emperor. Lovely story. I wonder how it ends. Can't have a better ending than fighting in a great arena against the emperor. And Max will start laughing. Oh, you think I'm afraid? Divincible, divincible Maximus who knows no fear? You've been afraid your whole life. <laughs> oh, so it's easy. Maximus, you don't fear nothing. I knew a great man who said, death smiles at us all. And all you can do is smile back. Oh, and what did this great man do at his death? You should know. He was your father. Oh, shit. Yes, he loves you. 
but he loved me too. He was my father that makes us brothers. So smile for me now, brother, and stabs him in the heart. Was it the heart or the side? No, that man, he stabbed him up in the heart. Okay. But it's funny. It's hard to see it because when you take it out, you don't see blood up, up top. I always feel like he just stabbed him in the side. I don't know if I thought he was stabbing him in the heart. Nah. Yeah, he's like, you know, conceal, you know, strap on his armor, conceal the wound. No, the way they film it, after he gets stabbed, he's slumped over and you don't see a stab wound there. So I can see why you would think he got stabbed in the side. No, that man got stabbed right in his heart. Shit. So they strap him up and it's like they having a match. Like, what the? Oh, the Emperor, he, he got on the all white. He got the Bison DLC. He got the Bison DLC armor on. Good Lord. Sharp. I'm like, Commons got some nice fits. It ain't going to matter. And they had established earlier that Commons has some set of hands because y'all here practicing like five people. So like, all right, he can fight. He just never been to war. Yeah. And Maximus already wounded. Maximus out there. He see the gates. He just ready to go home. So they having a fight. And Maximus still whipping him, even though he got he walking out a hole in his heart. Almost passed out a few times, almost dies. Then he disarms Commus. Sword! Quintus, give me your sword. Nope. And then he's like, asked him about sword. Quintus had enough. Like, sheave your swords. And they listen to Quintus, not the Emperor. That's all you need to know. So he pulls out the little sneaky ass knife he had, and Max is out here giving him a two. It's, seeing people box in back in the day is funny because they punching like they elbows aren't even moving. <laughs> it's all arms and waist. Well, fuck, I'm bad. You say he had like a secret, <laughs> secret little sword. Man pulled out his little pissy ass knife that he stabbed him with. Pulled out his um. His elbow pad. He gets got his Assassin Creed equipment. <laughs> he brick, like he brick flair. <laughs> so he pulled this out. He get punched in the face three times, and then the knife that he stabbed Maximus with, he catches square in the throat, and it's slow. <laughs> and that's it. Ain't nothing glorious. Ain't no. And the whole thing is ain't no rousing music. Ain't like this. He just gets stabbed. Dies. Quintus. Maximus. Maximus. Quintus. Free my men. Reinstate Senator Gracchus. The army will be in power of him. Jesus a dying wish on Marcus Aurelius. All right. Then he falls out. Cause he like he already see the door open. He see his wife there. He see his son there. Like, I am ready to die. And Lucilla comes out, Maximus, you know, you're, you're basically, you're, we're, you know, like Lucius is safe. We're free. Go to him. Go die. Almost like end game. Purpose like, all right, you, you say the day you can rest. Oh, normally it's like, you know, don't leave me. This one, like, I know you don't want to be here. You did everything you need to do. Go be free. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to be free is to be is death. Go be with your family. Be with your family. Go to them. Cause that's she know what he want, and it's not this whole. It's like, ugh, it's so heart wrenching. You know, Glad is one of the first movies I cried to. Uh same thing. If we're gonna be and honest, and it's always the scene right here, and it's like, it just, uh, ooh, cause it's kind of like, yeah, that's what he want, and it's just a shame that happened. And and it's funny. It the re the uh, reasons for me being upset. I was just like, <sighs> he was just a good dude, man. 
he was a good dude trying to do the right thing. And so many people took advantage of that. Yes. And it's just like, do I really want to be a good person? <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely a conversation to be had. It's kind of like it come with a burden and burden ain't for everybody. So it's like, you know, is Rome worth one man? We thought that once. This man was a soldier of Rome. Honor him. And like, who helped me carry him? And this man out there, and that little boy, like he going to do something. Like, just short ass going to do. So they carry him out. And of course, he got y'all stressed out. He like, he home. Because he see his wife smiling. And Elysium, see his son there. And as you know. Then at the end, you see Juba there burying the figurines of his mo- of Maximus' mother. I mean, Maximus' wife and son. He's like, I will see you again. And to put this in perspective, earlier I had a conversation. It was like, you know, he was looking out. It was like, you know, my family's out there. His daughters out fishing. Will I see them again? You know, will I see them again? No. He's like, well, you see them when you die? Yes. But I'll die soon. They will live a long time. But you'll wait for them? Of course I'll wait for them. And that's when they break the whole thing about, you know, my family's dead waiting for me. He's like, you'll wait. And then they had another speech about praying, like, you know, I see my son. I tell him to hold the horse and ride strong. As far as my wife, that is not your business. <laughs> and they both started laughing. <laughs> so he buried, he buried the figurine because he knew the importance of the figurines. He buried it there. Tell him, you know, I'll see you soon, but not yet. Because he got his freedom. And then the movie ends. Gladiator. Gladiator. 2000. Uh, does it hold up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without any questions, nothing. No problems. It's still like, I still get emotional watching it. And I still get excited watching some of the scenes. And I still got the disdain for Commodus punk ass. But. Yeah, so before we go, we're not going to stay too long because we started late. Casting what ifs. Mel Gibson was first offered the role. It's too old. Uh, yeah. So other people considered was Antonio Banderas and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman would have been an interesting choice. It's funny. They offered Wolverine to Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe didn't feel like he felt the role, and he recommended Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. <laughs> Look out for my mate. Yeah, look out for your mate. It's wow. He should be like Antonio Banderas. I, <laughs> I no, it's just the energy is just it just would have been I, I don't think know. He would be turned up. I think would have thrown people off because it's like, why he's talking that accent in Rome? <laughs> I know they said Spaniards. Spain exists back then. I just imagine Maximus this meridius. <laughs> I think it's oh, it's, you know what's funny? Seeing Antonio Banderas in later movies, I could see it, but I couldn't see it then. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I He's got, got that. that grizzled thing now, but he didn't have it then. More him his energy then was too much like he was he was too sexy back then. He was that damn fucking puss in boots cat. <laughs> the energy was just on one hundred. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna so, turn that shit down. Here's a, a funny one: somebody that auditioned for the role of Lucilla, Jennifer Lopez. Oh wow! Now Jennifer Lopez can act. Yes, she can act very well. 
talent would not have been the problem. She's too much. She's too. She's been too famous. You always got. We got distracted. Like I guess, I, yeah. that's the yeah, problem. Like yeah. it's. I remember seeing Alexander and like Angelina Jolie had that same problem. It was two part problem. One, she's playing Colin Farrell's mom, even though they they like almost around the same age. It's like, come on now, you can't fool us. And then it's not like some people overpower the roles they in. Yeah, that's true. And J Lo would have been. I don't know. It's like some people don't. You know how they say it's funny when Denzel like you couldn't imagine Denzel watching in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like some people don't do well space like future, and at the same time, I couldn't imagine Will Smith doing anything in like medieval times. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's not his fault. It's just kind of like some people just like I think of Will Smith. I think of future. I think of Denzel. I think past. It's like some people just fit certain things that don't seem right. And it's kind of like, I don't, J-Lo and Midi, J-Lo back then, it's just, I mean, you could have. Um, I'm just imagining, they got a, a, they got a Puerto Rican in Rome. <laughs> you would have had a uh, lot of fake pieces. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix was always the first choice for communists. I bet he was. So that makes sense. Because, like, that's the, I mean, he's. I mean, just even watching Joker now, I just kind of like round my face up. Just to tell you about the performance, it's like Shahid says, it's 21 years later now, and I'm still just, ugh, I hate him. I hate him. <sighs> so, yeah. another quick story. Russell Crowe was like Richard Harris, who played Marcus Aurelius. They became, you know, they were good friends. Oliver Reed, who became, who was proximal, was not friends with Russell Crowe. He was friends with Richard. He said he had took an instant dislike. Talking about he, asked, you know, he won this challenge him to a fight. Keep in mind, I read died during the filming of this, and he was this whole thing like I ain't reading no script. I'm a star. It like you washed up. This is your chance to make a comeback, and this would have been a comeback role for me. Passed away because he was good in the movie. Yeah. And that's a shame. And Richard Harris eventually passed away two years later. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stuff I'm going to it, but it's like they spent a lot of money doing it. They were changing the script while they were filming the movie. People did not like the script. Yeah. Um, you showed me that uh, your, well, yesterday and I was like, oh, shit. Um, the script yeah. must have been and really Russell bad. Russell Crowe originally told him no because he's busy doing the insider and he had to get convinced to do it. Yes. Like, oh, it's really Scott. You should give it a chance. And he Russell Crowe like, you know, I felt like this was more a director movie than an actor movie. He, still, he thought Ridley Scott should have won for best director, not him for best actor. Even though he was the best actor in Lilac, I do this in my sleep, Mike. No big thing. Inside <laughs> was harder than that. I don't need no awards. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing next week? <sighs> what are we doing I next mean, cause week? I mean, because we. It's a movie I want to do, but I'm going to save it for a different time. When I could put more effort into it, and it's something we probably both talked about, but it's a more personal thing. I'm not ready to do that yet. So, since we did Russell Crowe, now wait a minute too. Now, it's, just before you say what you're gonna say, remember Coming to America comes out Friday, right? It's fine. Yeah, that's, whatever. You can always get that. There ain't no okay. Knock that out whenever because Amazon Prime and it like we gotta watch in the month. So. Russell, we just did a Russell Crowe movie. Uh-huh. We still want to stay in the hood. So 
I, at first, I was thinking like, you know, let's go back to back with 300 compared contrast, but that 300 would always be there. So I say that. So I wanted to do something more contemporary, but I didn't want to do Scarface because that will also be later. So we're doing American Gangster. Oh, shit. Bet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. We bring okay. Russell Crowe. We knock with my homie Denzel. I get the, you know why? I get the bust out Idris Elba again. <laughs> oh, good lord. Top, top percent right. You want me to get top percent? Top percent right here, right? This is my block, all right? Yes. We are doing American Gangster, a very polarizing movie where it's good. Some people think like it's not as good as it should be. Some people think it's underrated. Um, it's Denzel being a far more ruthless person than he was in Training Day. If people was confused about this is like Denzel, like, oh, you thought Training Day was a myth, huh? It was a fluke. I can't be a bastard. I'm gonna show y'all. And of course, you know, excellent movie, got nominated for awards, made money. Jay-Z had, you know, basically came out of retirement to do the soundtrack and it's one of you know one of the things like I actually like American American Gangster album. Um, I think I fall into the camp of I think this movie is a little underrated. Like, I know people think it's good, but I think it's really it's good. Many like it's got Josh Brolin being a dick. Ooh, <laughs> like Just, I could not like Josh. Oh, Josh Brolin was so unlikable in this movie. It's supposed to be uh, you got RZA popping up. You know. Next time you come on here, you like want to make that call. Armand Asante being an old, rich, racist. What you going to do? Take, uh, hey, success. Take the shot success. You going to be unsuc- unsuccessful? <laughs> I'm going to get shot by wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit going to be fun. You blocked that shit. <laughs> like, you got Common and you got Common and T.I. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot all about that. It's his light skinned brothers. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, you got. Cash is deep. It's an awesome movie. Um, you know, the funny thing was, I was rooting for Russell Crowe in the movie. He was a piece of shit, too, though. I could get it because his whole thing was he was he knew what he was trying to do. And he acknowledged he was trash. He knew he was trash, but he never lied. Ah, Frank Lucas, Russell, it took him a while to acknowledge it. It took him a while because remember his it, wife was saying it. You know when it sunk in when he gave up custody. Yeah, then then that's when it was like, okay, yeah, I know, I'm I'm just fucked up. And his whole thing, like, it was less glamorous. That's why I was like Russell Crowe's performance a lot more because his was like Denzel just got to be cool, Denzel and flashy. You never talk about Russell Crowe's performance in this movie. It was like his was less glamorous and like a lot of heavy lifting, and he went. And he did it at the end. And people say, don't snitch. Yo, huh? Frank Lucas snitched. My man. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, he snitched. I got why he snitched, but he still snitched. And you want to know why? And we're about to wrap it up because I got to get ready for it. You want to know what it inspired me? Because I was catching up on Snowfall. Uh-huh. And I won, I think it was like episode seven or eight. And... When the RZA popped up, the way how crack was made, I was like, "Oh, I forgot all about that." Right there, I forgot all about yeah, that. And he doing his whole. And it's funny at first, it don't look like him. Yeah, it kind of throw you off for a minute. Like, 
like, it's like, you look familiar. Like, it sounded like him. Like, oh, that's the Rissa. Mm-hmm. And, he t- and he's doing his mannerism. Like, you know, t- they took the base. But I say, but I say, took the base. You know, Peruvian brothers, we had to do, show them how to do it. Bong, bong. You know all that. <laughs> and he started talking at 5%. Like, yeah, I've heard this Wu-Tang. I've heard enough Wu-Tang albums. I know exactly how the RZA talk. <laughs> it is took a second. So after saying that, I got inspired. So that's the movie we're doing, American Gangster. Bet. Uh, last thing, how you join Snowfall so far? <sighs> Once I got past how slow it's starting, I love it. Yeah. But people need to stop comparing to The Wire. They, uh, now, I know it's like they both deal with drugs. and like The Wire was more than just drugs. Yeah, they went everywhere. Like they were, yeah. Why it was a little more deeper than this is. This is like the birth of crime. I mean, this was like it's not it's it's different type. Let's talk about basically like the eighties, like you know, cocaine and weapons, and it's like three different stories, but it's just those three. It's more streamlined and insular. And no, I can see why it's comparison because it's drugs. It's an excellent show. Once you get past the start, it's easy to sink into it. But it's like those first couple episodes, like you gotta like that's what called I can see why I stopped watching. Yeah. When I watched like it's kind of slow, but then it's a pick up and pick up. And now at Boki will bond show up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like it's just all these people that show up. I forgot this was a John Singleton show. Rest in peace, John Singleton. Right. So like I remember it was a big deal when he did it, and I forgot because he passed away. So I'm definitely enjoying it. And you know what's funny? I didn't really when I was watching Behind the Wire. Or outside the wire, outside the wire, like, oh, that's the dude from Snowfall. Because I hadn't watched Snowfall, so I was like, this guy seemed like he got something. And now I watch Snowfall again. I'm like, oh, it's Franklin. Anthony Mack was in his ass. Uh, have you heard his? Uh, have you heard his real voice? Want to? <laughs> Tom. After I heard Tom Holland, I do not want to hear it because I know he's fooling me. All right, if you think, all right, you hear his friend. All right, you hear his Franklin Saint voice. Go yes. and listen to his actual his accent. <laughs> You'll be doing the Idris Elba thing with him. Too. No, because I'm Spider Man. <laughs> they won't tell me the name of the movie. Boy, no. Tom Holland amazed me because <laughs> I first heard Tom Spider Man, and then he bust out the accents like, yeah, we had talked about before. People are getting better and better at those accents, like Benedict Cumberbatch, Charlie Hunman. You can only hide so much. You kind of know. Tom Holland, Idris Elba. Yeah. Or if you don't know, it's surprising. And um, like John Boyega, I saw him in British stuff first. So I wasn't surprised when seeing him in Star Wars. But it's just jarring when you hear him bust out his natural accent. Because I tell people all the time, let him talk in a natural accent. You got to hide it. That way you don't have Chris Helmsworth trying to be American. Like, you know who he is. Like, bust it all out. It's easier. Yeah, that Frank say thing is funny. I can't wait till you hear his actual <laughs> real Well, on that note, yeah, let's call right. the people and let's you already know where to reach us. You know Jeff is a popular man on Twitter, Jeff versus Absolutely the world. not. We are if you don't know, you know, and if you don't know, you'll get it next week or listen to the show before. This man got to go to work. Anyway, <laughs> and we out of here until next week. Uh American Gangster. Next week. Peace. Peace.